Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best ever in reality television. Recapping shows like I Love New York, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. Hi. How you doing? I realized I did. I know. I because I like had like eight hundred things I wanted to say. So it's more like I realized we probably should have in the last episode done like a better intro of like ourselves and. What do you mean? Just I don't know. In case people are like discovering this the first time and wanted to start with I love New York. That's true. A lot of people do love I love New York over Flavor of Love. I mean, based on the ratings, it is awesome. I actually heard that the only thing that beat out the I love New York premiere ratings wise was the i love new york finale nice so that's a cool little well, fun fact i guess the, i don't know anyway welcome yeah welcome we are a married couple that like garbage reality television yes. and we decided to do the show because we love these shows most of all yeah. and honestly this show has not disappointed i have laughed harder like genuinely harder and felt not guilty about it more during this episode than i've done in probably all of in last these, season of flavor of Life. i was yes i was gonna yep the yes. first two episodes of i love new york might be better than the entirety of season two of flavor of love it's definitely like minus a couple episodes free. well hold well there's moments that really stand out that are awesome well we can talk about love, this but. a little bit more with our very special guest yes. host of the smush room podcast back for his uh second appearance on rewind the love we've got troy mcgeady here hi hi oh my hey, god I'm what's so up excited. troy oh yes, yes. you're back yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, you know that I've been waiting with bated breath until it's time for you guys to talk about this show. I know. And this is a good one. This is a good episode. This is a, it's like, it's so much fun. Yeah. This is an iconic one. Like, it's always fun to watch this show or these shows in general and like, notice like a meme and be like oh oh my god yes there's definitely a moment at the very end of the episode where (laughs) i'm like that is an iconic gif i rewound it 40 times i it's just so good like she just really and i love that new york comes across very different in this than she does on flavor of love like Mm -hmm. first of all way more likable i know way more likable way more at ease Mm -hmm. you know just a more as much as we enjoy her for being entertaining i feel like in flavor of love i'm enjoying her so much more as a person because now the life. entertainment's being relied on for the guys mm-hmm. yeah i told you that my the part i was and looking forward to most ba- is the yeah. men making asses then, of themselves Troy, so. you watched on tubi yes yep all right well everyone you could follow us along on all right or with us with either tubi or hulu we normally prefer tubi but sonia likes the captions on hulu yeah uh don't forget to rate review and subscribe do you want to say your line Tell friends who don't suck. There you five go. stars. Five stars. Well, that's mine. Five stars Sorry. is me. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Try to throw that in there, though. So. Tubi's got the cursing. It's the best. I we Before we got on, we were talking a little bit about some of the things, some of Tubi's incredible offerings. You know, we've mentioned before that they have all of the VH1 shows. You know, this is where we're going to be going for Charm School, I Love Money, Real Chance of Love, all that stuff. But some of the lesser known shows are also on here that i got real excited about um there's yeah. also obviously for the love of ray j i don't think she, i ever watched that uh oh, it's so good oh my i'm God. telling you all i remember is danger she smashed the homie dude it's like it's the ray j is like it's obviously like these shows but it tries to be i don't know it's like less trashy but like more it's supposed to be more like, like bachelor-esque 
Yeah, yes. it definitely. I remember that okay. being like coming across as like we're going to be a little bit more elegant this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more elegant. It's less like it's less like slapsticky. I guess so you could say it's really funny. Okay. But it's not yes. slapstick funny. It's more like um, they're like trolling the people on the show, like The Bachelor does. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then I feel like it's got a little bit more. Of, yeah, it's a little bit more of the basketball wives, real housewives kind of feel. Oh, okay. To it, if I remember correctly, they also have you know strange love, surreal life, rock of love. Oh, duh, rock of love, duh. The Ocho Cinco show we mentioned last week. While not a VH1 show, semi-relevant to at least one of the figures on this show, Growing Up Gotti, Literally which goosebumps. I loved. Goosebumps. I had the I, the biggest crushes on them. So oh, my God. Are you kidding me? First of all, they're like, <laughs> iconic, and people don't even know that they're iconic. I More people should realize. But then again, like I'm, it's so funny to me that it's like it was iconic to you as well, because for me, like so much of it was that they're from Long Island. And... You know, like all my family's from Long Island. I passed the, <laughs> yeah, their tanning yeah. salon on the Jericho Turnpike. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I love them. There's a Brett Michaels show called Life as I Know It that I literally don't remember at all. But most notably, a show that I had pushed out of my brain until I saw the title and it all came rushing back. Real and Chance Legend Hunters. I don't think I knew that this existed. I'm going to be honest with you. See, that's how I am. I don't think I like never watched it because I'm not big into cryptids. But oh, I love that stuff. I <laughs> and now I need to watch. How many episodes are there? Uh, there's only one season. Oh, I was waiting for there's there only are... one episode. And no, it no, no. <laughs> there are ten episodes. Actually, is some episode of it... one Bigfoot. I well, episode yes. one. The description is: Your boys are searching for anything for everything from the elusive hogosaurus to the legendary bigfoot the fuck is a hogosaurus you're about to find out <laughs> i'm definitely watching this show now in my free time if oh TV yeah episode three is hogosaurus i'll watch it during real and chance are off to the small town of union springs alabama it's been reported that a hogosaurus has been sighted in the alabama forest that's incredible you know if we anybody's might... interested there's a really good episode that i actually just recently listened to and i re-listened to it to prepare for this i should have sent it to you guys i'm an asshole um but there's a really good episode of the Dirtcast podcast like through jezebel I don't know this one. oh it's okay. so good it's like um it's like a tabloid podcast where they basically okay. go back and like they look at current event stuff and like current news but they also go back and revisit stuff and they had um the producer of all of these shows, the executive producer of Flavor of oh. Love, I Love New York, um, all of the shows on, and he also produces stuff now for Bravo. So he does like Below Deck. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about, the Chris Abrigo guy. Yeah, and he yes. just like spilled every droplet of tea about all these shows, about the casting, and you know, just what the whole process was like, and what it was like having to kind of deal with like the talent as a whole, and. It was amazing. So you guys, if you like, oh this, yeah, you should listen. That's I mean, such you... a we'll we'll definitely have to check that out for sure. Yeah, you'll love it. I was like, oh. I listened to it like three times. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. No, we're definitely gonna have to check and that out. And if people out. like the cryptid stuff, Sasquatch Chronicles. It's all like Bigfoot <laughs> stories, and they have like callers calling and stuff. They're awesome. And then uh, another one is Strange Familiars. They get a lot of cool shit too. Because there's a lot of stuff, man. When you get into like the multi like dimensional, like maybe we Bigfoots were not or talking aliens. About Bigfoot anymore. I know, but I'm going to get back in. I'm, I, we're I'm, nuts. We're off that. It really it triggered me I know. in a good way. I get it. Okay. I love that stuff. All right. 
let's get into the episode because there is a lot to talk about this week. Mike, do you want to get us started or are you, are you still going to keep kinda, looking at your phone? Or? <laughs> I don't understand the big deal with that. <laughs> okay, come I on. I get a notification from freaking United for my flight tomorrow. And oh. it's like, oh, you're on your phone. Ooh, flexing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, flexing. All right, so after we erase all this, uh, <laughs> we're on I Love New York Season 1 Episode 2 titled The Mangent. And the episode opens with Bones waking up saying, I don't know about you guys, but I look good when I wake up. Looks sexy. Oh, sexy. Fact. There you go. Yeah. We oh, also, good confidence, bro. It's a good way to start the day. A 12-pack. I forgot. Oh, I meant to go back and check if it was teaweed mm. or not. It's teaweed, but I don't know who the other was. It might have been uh, Real. It was real. Are outside getting a workout by 12-pack. And I love that he leads it with a beatboxing a house beat. Like, just oh, fully yeah. leaning into the Jersey stereotype. Just He's also working out with a cigarette, like, dangling off of his lip. He's lifting. That was my favorite part. I was like, oh, my God, this is everything. Immediately just, like, transported. I know. Back in 2007 when people still smoked cigarettes. Yeah, Actual cigarettes. So... Chamo tells everybody to go outside for an announcement. I guess the guys are back in the house. It's just like eclipse in the morning. So they have to go outside for an announcement. New York comes out on her balcony, a la like Romeo and Juliet type thing. And all the guys are cheering. Now, I don't know what time this is, but several of the guys have beers. They're all it's probably smoking and day drinking. I live. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess you might as well. Right. Uh, you might as well. You're on vacation, more or less. So she tells us and them that she needs a man who knows how to work what he's working with. So (laughs) they're having a beauty pageant. She tells us that she's less concerned about looks and more interested in, you know, how they present themselves, being comfortable in their own skin. And she's called some ladies there to help. We've got Miss Alaska 2003, Miss Minnesota 2003, and Miss Michigan 2000 from U.S. Miss USA. Side note, Miss USA is the Trump one, so. Uh, three guys will win a date. Now, mind you also, I'm sorry I jumped ahead a little bit, but did you notice that all the dudes were, like, hooting and hollering when the ladies came out? A bunch yeah, of them were, were, yes. They were. Like, they were like, like the oh, fuck is wrong with y'all? Just we'll one, I don't know who room. it was. Yeah, you hear one person just go like, damn, when they come out. <laughs> I mean, what she knows it. And she pretty much in her little side head does like, oh, they better be thankful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I actually wrote down what she said because I had to rewind it four times. I couldn't believe I was hearing the the poetry coming from her mouth. She said, <laughs> she said, I brought in three former beauty pageant winners and they're going to show, sorry, they're going to show these guys how to work their shit and impress me. And uh, they should be happy about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's fully leaning into swearing. It's like they finally told her, okay, it's your show. Like, you can swear yes. if you want to. I literally wrote in my notes that New York is a fully realized character. Like, this is, like, yes. when she really becomes New York. Yeah, for sure. I'm And I'm we love to see it. Yeah. When they show Onyx, does anyone else get reminded of the band leader from Drumline? Yeah, actually, oh now, that <laughs> now that you right mention now, it. Right now, absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot if I mentioned this or not, but three guys are going to win a date with New York. Yes. And three are going home the next night. And 12-pack says he already has an advantage because he dances in his underwear already. 
Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. This is also side note for anybody who didn't listen to the last episode. He used to work at the gay bar in my local area. Remember, Troy, how we were talking about the gay bar that I went to, the one that I said looked like Scandals or whatever the yeah, fuck yeah, it was yeah. called on Glee? This is the bar he used to work at. Yes. I love it. I, literally, I was like, oh my God, the overlap. I wrote in my notes that all of these, first of all, all of these men are homosexuals. Like, can we just talk? They're all homosexuals. <laughs> and they all came from like backpage.com. Like literally they are from <laughs> Craigslist. Oh my God. I, several of them, I mean, I would not be shocked. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I did so, a, little, a little, you know, I got bored. I was on the internet. I already had to be up. I did a little uh, Googling and like, I was like, what are these guys doing? Like, what are they doing? And of course, when you Google them, like all it does is bring up their MySpaces, which I, <laughs> because they're all just frozen in time and like, right. forever, like their names will be like these random words. Um, and yeah, they all like, all of them are strippers at gay bars. Like all of them were like wannabe male models. Yeah. Like Pootie had like, Pootie had uh, like 9 million pictures of himself, like, like almost nude on his MySpace. Like they were all just living their fantasy in 2007, thinking that this would make them stars. Making money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do what you got to do. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Because some of them lean into that homophobia. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to take all that. Well, that's the messed up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of problematic shit this week that's, like, hard Oof. to explain. It's a lot of stuff that it's, like, still, we're still dealing with. Like, I feel like season two of Flavor of Love, it was a lot of stuff where it's, like, okay, everybody knows you can't say that anymore. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's a lot more stuff here that's, like, oh, like colorism and mm-hmm. oh my god oh let's yeah. well we'll get into that yes. yeah so we're watching everybody get ready and there's miss minnesota's team which is 12 pack trends heat tea weed i have him labeled as tw and i have to turn off calling it trigger warning in my head <laughs> <laughs> so 12 pack trends heat tea weed and chance she tells them that they have to prep some dance moves because that's part of the competition. And she tells them that it's like bathing suit and, you know, dance. So 12 pack, this is when 12 pack says he has the competitive advantage mm. and it's like foreshadowing. And Mr. Boston says he doesn't have Wait, an that's advantage. Not yet. Well, yeah. So next is Miss Alaska's team, which is Onyx, Boston, Pootie, Real, and Rico. Mm-hmm. She tell, she leads with telling them that the three things for the swimsuit competition that would give them an advantage are bulge booty and build mr boston says he definitely has the bulge but doesn't have the build compared to the other guys as well as no dance moves i love that compared to the other guys like in the rest of the world he'd be fine but (laughs) in this vacuum you know like this is where he's really lacking in this house of male strippers I should be right, exactly. <laughs> right, go, go, boys. Uh, Mr. Boston tells Miss Alaska then that his strategy is going to be wearing a thong because if you can't beat them, stand you might out. as well outdo them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put on I, that man thong. Be well, is it a man? Well, like, no, there's no such thing as a man thong. Yeah, it is because it has a pouch for your junk. Not only men have penises. <laughs> So, oh my God, how do we identify this? Just a thong. Just call it a thong. So Does it need to be gendered? Okay. It's, it's a thong with a pouch. It's a there, thong with okay, a pouch. Okay, thank you. Okay, that's how we'll do it. You learn, you learn something every day. Yes. So, <laughs> pouch thong. 
Next, we have Miss Michigan's team, which is Romance, Bones, Tango, White Boy, and Token. So she wants to try to teach them to walk first. This is when, again, they bust out the RuPaul supermodel knockoff song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romance tells us he's going to bust his ass for a date with Princess New York because he's got to call her princess. Princess. <laughs> Stop doing that. I can't. Thank God we don't have any. There's a YouTube video. There's a YouTube video called Princess. It's a dog. I think it was the South Park guys that did it or like one of their oh. animators. And it's absolutely hilarious. I'll, it's I just a dog that, that sits there. It's like a little shih tzu or something. And like it's obviously about like there's a husband and wife and like some messed up stuff happens. But the show is just called Prince. Oh, doesn't like, the dog? Does the dog kill them? Or? No, no, they no. They end up something else happens. Anyway, ew. They could go watch if they want. So, it's funny. It, it's really funny. So romance and tango. I have this written down. Romance and tango are talking about how confidence is more important than how you look, which I'm like easy to say when you fit more conventional, conventional attractability standards. I mean, yeah. at least in romance's case, specifically for the 2000s and in no other time in history. <laughs> I was gonna say I like a a a early college Troy may have been in love with romance <laughs> possibly <laughs> yeah so dark and sad like that's just really 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 awful for me listen i said the same thing about the growing up gaudy guys so i'm in no position to judge you know what i mean like yeah it's like there's that thing where like you just used to be really attracted to douchebags because it was like chic yeah that was the hot look to yeah. look like a douchebag like i remember because this this came out like I said, my senior year of high school, so I would have been going into college. So that fall, by the end of that year, was I was at Halloween. Every guy was my new haircut. Mm, Speaking mm-hmm. of two thousands videos, I went yeah. to a college party with that theme too. Yep. I know. <laughs> so I don't know what romance is doing because when they talk about doing dance moves, he's doing this weird like boy band thrust thing, but also but with his no rhythm. Chest. Like I'm not clear on what he's doing he, he, he thinks he could dance but he can't yeah he like thinks he's killing it he yeah. genuinely if you look at his face he like thinks that he's got all the sex appeal in the world back to miss alaska's team we've got mr boston trying on his thong onyx is trying to help him to the best of his ability and being like hey by the way everything goes in the pouch and like miss mm-hmm. alaska's like yeah it all goes in there and all the guys are standing around laughing this leads into our iconic line of the week. Turned out the ball sack was in the wrong area because somebody with a huge dick must have worn it before and totally stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And oh, it just it's Austin. it's and also like his voice just makes it funny. Like me The way he just delivers saying it, it is like good. is it really that funny? Did you like JFK? No, that'll be no. our Mr. Boston. No, it's not. Somebody it with a huge dick must have stretched it out. <laughs> he <laughs> he literally sounds like Little Edie. I don't know if you guys have ever yes! seen that. <laughs> yes, I yes. Do you know Grey Gardens? Mike? I've heard of. We've well, oh, seen the documentary now with them with the one where Bill oh, Hader's got Bill the sweatshirt Hader. over yeah. his head. Yes, okay. that's the one. That's yep. based on Grey Gardens. Yes. <laughs> he sounds like Little Edie. Like he says, costume instead of costume. costume. I know it's it's got to be a Massachusetts thing. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, that is that's Jackie was from Massachusetts too, try. right? Because that's her yep. family. Yep. I could okay. work yep. on this. I could get this accent down. No, you can't. I want to get so, an impression of him. 
you probably would have been able to in you just 2007. Like you were in the thick in it. You were yeah, thick no, in the thick of Massachusetts realness in 2007. This would have been the time. That is true. So anyway, Miss Alaska asked Pootie if he's done any manscaping before. Now, I don't know if he's like got hearing issues or he just it's selective hearing because last week he did the thing where it was like he says to New York where New York was like, oh, panties on, panties off in relation to the the male servant thing. And he was like, oh, keep your panties on. And she's like, I didn't mean mine. I was asking you about the women that you serve See, this week. I don't he was think like, it's a hearing issue. I think it's he has no idea how to like understand things that are asked <laughs> yeah he seems so, just like big dumb yes yeah, yeah i was tr- i'm trying to say it as polite as i can right that's i mean <laughs> right. trying to find the words it's <laughs> not away. it's just got a lot he's got a lot going on but then nothing going on at the same time yeah, so I she asked from him in my notes <laughs> oh yeah nice especially the the bonus scene at the end i fucking died so uh Miss Alaska asks if he's ever done any manscaping and he starts talking about his landscaping experience and she's like, no, manscaping. And he's like, well, I'm a bricklayer. And it's like, that has nothing to do with anything. So we go to Miss Minnesota where Teaweed agrees to be waxed. I love to, it just made me feel so good as a woman to watch that man get the barest amount of wax placed on his chest and see him scream. Mm-hmm. It was literally a like, like a dot of wax on his chest, and he was like, and she didn't even out. do anything with it. She just put yeah. it on him yeah. and like sort of pulled it to like stretch it out a little bit, and he was like, "Well, it already uh, hurts. Hurts already." Like, and I love this. Like, feminist icon Miss Minnesota uh, two thousand yeah. uh, goes. If you had any idea what a woman goes through before a pageant, although chance in. Chance form. Like, and chance form goes, what? Y'all get y'all hair tr- torn off y'all chest too? <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty that. funny though. <laughs> Come he's on. A, I know. He's a comedy legend. He's yeah. I, chance yeah. is fucking great TV. Yeah, no, he's definitely. I think giving them a show where they hunt down cryptids and, you know, exotic animals was the right choice. It's got to be funny they as hell. Like, I can't wait to watch it. have given them a dating show. I forgot if this. Well, I forgot to check if it came on after the dating show or before. But Probably I feel like after. it had to have been after only because it's like the world is like, all right, we need a break from them. Mm-hmm. Because if they would have done that show first, that show would have gone on for like easily five seasons. <laughs> it's honestly just crazy that like had that whole like Megan Hauserman, the murder guy thing yeah. happen. Like who knows how long this all would have continued to go on. Like just giving yeah. these people shows. Because I mean, it, it lasted for like what, seven or eight years I guess so. I mean, it was a long time that they were, like, even the ones that were, like, clawing tooth and nail just really, like, you know, it, it was, like, rang out, but they kept it going for a long time. Yeah. I mean, this whole era, I mean, even outside of the, you know, dating shows, as we mentioned, there's Chance and Real Show, but there was, you know, the Tool Academy. There was yep. one for women, too, that wasn't Charm School, I thought. Oh, no, it was the the one with the guy. There was the pickup artist show. Remember that shit? I watched that show. And uh, the one where... with Oh, because there was a girl who I went to college with that was on... Well, she went... She graduated, I think, a year before me. But she was on the show that tried to, like, rehab bad girls to make them more dateable. Oh, yes. Scared straight? I I forgot what it was called. (laughs) I'm here to scare you straight! I... (laughs) 
because that was how I learned because the girl in question I remember cool, this clear day. as day that girl going well I suck a good dick oh my god <laughs> and then people forget that all these shows derive from the first season of the surreal life which was like yes. so many years prior you know what I mean it's just yeah, yeah. yep the birth mm-hmm. oh, all because Flav and Brigitte I know oh, the prince and princess I just ugh <laughs> So we also get a quick clip of Miss Alaska waxing the hair off Rico's back. And then we speed into the final prep before the show itself. I do want to give the coaches some props, though. The coaches turn these assholes around. They were having a great time. They were actually being, like, helpful. And they were joking around with them. It wasn't like they felt awkward or anything. They're like, yo, they're like, no, we're going to whip you guys into shape right now. They take their job seriously because it's also a reflection. Even though this isn't a real pageant, this is just a stupid TV show, they're still associated with a pageant. So it's like, you know, it's it's a reflection on them. And a lot of these women go on to pageant coaching careers if Candace from Real Housewives of Potomac is any indication. You know, that's Mm. what several of them do. So we see some quick clips that... Again, this is one of those things that falls under the umbrella of, like, kind of problematic but tough to explain, which is, like, my main issue watching White Boy back. White Boy, who I kind of it's hard. crush on. So uh, Minnesota is putting mascara on 12-pack. Miss Michigan is putting oil on White Boy. And, like, White Boy then is in his talking head going like, oh, all these guys are like wearing Speedos and like putting on makeup and getting waxed and like and he's not saying there's anything wrong with it. But you can tell in his tone of voice that he's like on the verge of calling it gay shit. Yeah. 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. So like as much as I love him, like masculinity is so fragile and now he's got dreads. So I mean, (laughs) so like, I mean, I got you have to call them dread because it's dreadful that he's doing it. So it's just so funny, though, when you think about it, because it's like this was the time of being like hyper in quotes, metrosexual and like being tan and like, you know what I mean? Like looking like an Abercrombie model, but at the same time doing anything that alludes to you possibly being gay, which at this time it's anything as simple as like putting on a chapstick that's too tinted like then all of a yeah. sudden you're like a full-on homosexual um, yeah like they're just it's just so like like oh i'm not on that gay shit oh yeah that nail polish? i feel like i rem- like in hindsight it was such a weird juxtaposition because it was the time where if there were any fashion to i hope never comes back it's like the guys wearing everything super baggy oh or vomit it was like every so all the guys were in things thing. that were super baggy or mm-hmm. super tight, and the pimp shit was all like you know all I can think is like Cameron and that all pink everything. Oh my god, yes! Like a and walking like- juxtaposition right there. So I, it, this was such a weird time, even though it's all gonna come back There's shortly. A lot of One day, all the way like pulled out on the shoulder, Oof. like a collar that is literally flattened across your entire like chest line. A collar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just, oh, I'm not ready for the bedazzling shit to come back. Like, it just was a lot. Was well, a some lot. stuff stays away. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, knock on wood. It was we just actually... a very cheap. Like, it was a time that, like, and I say yeah. this all the time on my podcast. Like, you could literally be wearing the most expensive, like, article of clothing. And it will look, no matter what, like it came from Rainbow in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> like, all that, like, well, we do actually see Avon Dutch hat this week. 
Wow. I, like, lost my shit. I was, like, an actual Von Dutch hat. And we saw actual Ed Hardy shit last week. Yes, we did. So it's, like, but you're right, though. That era of, like, the Christian Audigé shit all looked cheap as hell. That's why it was so easy to have knockoffs and everybody could fucking, like, pass. It all looked the same. Yeah, there's no difference between a, a fake printed Ed Hardy shirt and, like, a real one. Yeah. None Especially whatsoever. When you cut it up with a razor to hell. Yeah, right. Everything was super cut up or super. Yeah, no, it was just such a weird time. So we see a bunch of them kind of doing some last minute shit, doing push ups, oiling themselves. Bones is talking about how other people's biceps are to- the size of both of his put together. We get some like hype talk, and then New York basically is talking about how she's looking. Reminds us that she's looking for confidence over you know actual appearance, which you know I respect. I love There's that. There's also like a narrative before the pageant that like <clears throat> they keep trying to push, which immediately like made me realize like who was gonna win because I haven't seen this in over ten years. Yep. And there's like this narrative that they keep pushing that like um like white boy's gonna go out there and just be himself, like whatever that even means. Like yeah. you know what I mean? He's not yes. gonna do all the the glitz and the glam. He's just gonna be him. He's not gonna horrible. do all that gay shit, basically. Yeah, at this all point. that gay shit. Like all that gay shit. Camera. You know, like in his mind. The, that could be the title of our episode, but I don't think it should that, be. Gay <laughs> that gay shit. That gay shit. Jesus Christ. So we get an actual title card intro for this. The 2007 I Love New York Beauty Mansion, hosted by radio icon Big Boy. Actually, yeah, they got a decent name for this. I was kind of like, whoa. I'm actually yeah. not that surprised. This was huge really? TV at this point. Well, I mean, true. When you see Flavor of Love season two, when they brought in, what, like Warren G, and like they brought in uh, all yeah, the other rap and groups, and you're like, oh, like they got a little more money now. Was on a couple of these, like VH1 shows. Yes, he, he probably but I was. I can't even remember the context. Yeah. I think he, like he would be like on, you know, Best Week Ever, I Love Those, or the Countdowns, yeah. or something like that. You also get. Um, like, we can't forget to mention the fact that we also get some green screen fireworks, which are placed. They're literally placed on top of the house. So yes. if they were real, they would just be going off in the driveway. <laughs> and the editors just, the editors at this time just didn't give one, two, or three fucks about this looking. Based on the fact that we see scores. No, Jesus. Like, they literally are just, they, I mean, at this time, like, TiVo existed, but people, I don't think it was as ubiquitous as it is today, no, they, obviously. It did, like, cost money and shit. Like, a lot of, no one really had it. Yeah, yeah, so it was still, you know, nobody had DVR. TVs were not really HD. Yep. You know, they were just being like, you're going to see it once, and that's it. Yeah, like, you'll excuse it. You understand that this is all just for fun, so we're going to put a little fireworks in the yard. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> and nobody's going to give a shit. So <laughs> we have Sister Patterson, New York, and Chamo sitting at a table at the end of a runway. Big Boy does a whole intro thing and tells us it's the bathing suit and boogie competition. <laughs> we start with Tango, and I audibly just went, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> 
So he opens up his sweatshirt to reveal. I, and this is my thing with him. As much as I'm like, oh, yeah, like he's he's so attractive and he's like he's saying all the right things. By this point, I was kind of like he's doing a little too much to sell the point that he's really here for her because he writes on his chest and like marker for New York's eyes only and with an arrow down to his crotch. You know, <laughs> like you're doing like we get it. We, we know you're here for New York. That's why you're physically here. He needs her to know. Always. Yeah, I know. So then also, we have. Like, can I just also say, oh, yeah. like, a, in in what world is a unzipped hoodie and like jeans or whatever a bathing suit? Touche. And b, like, what? This is pre Magic Mike. This is pre Magic Mike. I was gonna say, like, save yeah. the last dance. You're just wearing a hoodie, and you open yeah. It. Um, and then like, what junk drawer did he get that marker from that it, it could barely even spell out the words? <laughs> it was like an old, old, almost dried up marker that was like rickety with somebody like somebody wrote it like with their foot. Oh, it like was. A, it was. They took the looking. mascara. Well, also marker probably to to bring up Real Housewives of Potomac again for some reason. In this last season, Ashley was trying to tell her mom that she was pregnant after a yoga session. So she had the letters put on her stomach in oh, stickers. Yeah. And, like, didn't think that doing a whole yoga routine with a sweatshirt on would move those stickers at all. (laughs) So she, like, pulls up her sweatshirt and half the letters have fallen on the floor. And she's like, I don't know what to do. So she goes and pees on a stick and hands it to her mom. Well, that's stupid. (laughs) It said, like, Ma, I'm pre. (laughs) Pre what? (laughs) Hold on. I'll be right back. Right. I'm pre- pregnancy test right just so yeah. you're trying to get pregnant yeah that's and troy side note back me up on this because i'm assuming you watched this season mm-hmm. so i listened to a lot of watch what crappens and i was listening to it around the house and mm-hmm. mike was like saying to me oh my god they're talking about michael being gay so much and i was like because that's all the season was about yeah it was wild i mean you would have thought that this storyline from this season did happen in like 2007 like right it was yeah oof, yikes so next up is onyx new york says that she's like drooling at this point to me he's just i would i'm i don't see all the hype like he's just a bald light-skinned dish dude she's his type but that's yeah. like like that's it though that's he's my a, type Sonia. that's my type to me he's what kind of a butter a butter face like but his face i guess like but i don't think face. he's like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about I, it's like I couldn't figure it out either. When I was writing my notes, I was like, am I attracted to him or am I like repulsed by him doing the robot wheeled up? I don't know. Well, I mean, that <laughs> that is obviously an easy answer. <laughs> up next, we have Trends, who she says walked out looking like a black piece of Twizzler. And I'm like, one, I don't <laughs> think Twizzler makes black licorice. Yes, I do. Do they? Mm hmm. And two, I was like, okay, where are you going with this? And she says, I like dark meat, but I don't like burnt meat. Oh, and and I, she like, says I, another thing later, too. Yes, she, it literally gets worse. So I literally read out loud, oh, oh, <laughs> gross. And she writes down a four, which I paused it because I was like, you could see other people's scores. That it was Tango was still first, but Mr. Boston was second. Yeah, they had everyone come out at random times. And we see Tango got an eight, which I was like, a little high. And even as much as I love him, that's still a little high. And Mr. Boston got a one. Which is bullshit. I think 
the writing on the chest. If he would have just done gone full magic Mike, I would well not full magic Mike, but if he would have like you know not done the writing, the writing was what lost points for me in my yeah. book. Yeah, so it was really really drinky. Yeah, just an over the top and like you're you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're good enough looking and you've got you've been doing enough that like you don't need to work that hard. Yeah, like he's hot. Like just smile. And have you seen him now? No. Still hot. Beard. Oh my god. Well, yeah. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to look him up because like literally, as long as he was around, if I were in New York and I was surrounded by this group of men and he was around while I was drunk, just smiling at me, I would literally whisper in his ear, "I'm going to choose you." Yeah. Just don't fuck right. anything up, and I'm gonna choose you. And yeah, so. And this, but that's how you know she's like 24 and dumb that she's still giving chance the time of day period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, really her like and you five years, five years later, not even maybe even like three years later, she'd be like, "Oh, you need to go." I hopefully, hopefully. But you know why? It's because she's like letting up the part of her brain do the the talking where she thinks she's gonna have like this crazy chance sex in like a bathroom somewhere right but then the thing is i can't imagine it's gonna be that good actually is he the one that she says the thing about where it's like he's got a huge dick i just know it yeah it is i, I thought so <laughs> it's like oh is it because he's nine feet tall and, and real thin Does that I, maybe is he that tall? I need to figure out if he's actually tall but i'm i'm honestly not sure he gives me tall vibes yeah he comes i guess he comes across as kind of tall i don't know <laughs> Up next is 12-pack. Obviously, he is the best at this, and York is so into it. He He's really good at it. Like She's fanning herself. Even for the even fact that he mom. does it for a living, like, he's, he knows what he's, he's doing. a talent. He just has such a quintessential, like, we hired a male stripper from, like, the back of a magazine look. Like, he just, yeah. like, he has that face where he could be 24 or, like, approaching 50 and, like, yeah none of us are any of the like none the wiser you know what i mean like he just looks like such a stereotypical like early 2000s like kind of late 90s i tried out for a boy band it didn't work out like you know what i mean ever since last week last week uh our guest sarah called him like an off-brand nick lachey and nothing has ever been more accurate especially like later in this episode well we'll talk about it but later in this episode i'm like oh my god you actually look like we got nick lachey at the house <laughs> he's like he's like nick lachey's brother where you're like it's not him but ugh. you know what i mean like sh- i guess that's exactly yeah. how everybody felt about drew it's lachey like, i think like, oh, i don't want to yeah. spend all this money on airpods so maybe i'll get this that's what i'm saying we got, we got nick lachey at the house yeah yes that's very true damn <laughs> so then we see some quick clips of rico heat real uh, yeah, that's then, it. Uh, she tells us the chance hits the runway like a thug. For some reason, I was getting very strong Bobby Brown vibes mm-hmm. from him in this moment. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. I, I forgot. There that. was like, there's somebody in particular that's like with the song. I mean, I guess that whole era where you had your shirt open and you're just like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like doing the creep TLC creep dance. R. Kelly. Like, oh, is it R. Kelly? It might be. Is that who I'm thinking of actually? Because isn't this around? Mm. Well, isn't that what he dressed in the ignition video? I don't know. I tried to block as much of it out I know, of my brain a- as I could. This is also just like, like you said, like the era of like, like for a guy to be like, I have to go into stripper mode. It's shirt open, body rolls, body oil, sunglasses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of like the things that you would do, they're all doing them. Yeah. 
They're right. It's like very there's a very limited window of like what a male stripper entails. Right. Yeah. Because as, as we mentioned, this is pre Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. So there is no stripper male stripper representation other than Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze in SNL that time. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the extent Make it all of, of us it. Proud. So, I mean, they got to work with what they're given. Yep. This is how you know it's like pre Internet. This is like the early days of YouTube, mm-hmm. you know. So. Next is romance. He's holding his head like he's got a migraine and he's like swiveling his hips around. Then he devolves into this riding move. And Big Boy's narration during this is killing me. He's just screaming like, ride him, cowboy. (laughs) And I think the rest of us are along with Sister Patterson, just truly deeply disturbed while New York is laughing her ass off. New York is witch cackling. She's literally like old yeah. hag laughing. It's amazing. She does that a lot in this episode, and I love it. I, me too. Just unapologetically like laughing her ass off in the face of these dudes. The white ones in particular. Yeah. So uh, next up is Pootie. He is in these palm tree print purple Speedo shorts. He is doing his best BET uncut, like, like kissing his biceps, slow grinding. And for some reason, unbeknownst to me, New York is into it. (laughs) Sister Patterson then says that he has a butt like a girl. It's too big, too floppy. If you're going to be a guy and have a nice butt, it better be made out of stone. I love that Sister Patterson has, like, the highest possible standards. When it comes to a butt. Yeah, or just, like, people in general. Just give a shit about anything else. Just like, yeah, just better have a stone butt. Just, I love, like, it's like how that thing of the internet where it's, like, those ashy dudes will be like, oh, my woman's got to be X, Y, Z. And it's like. I know. It's like, girl. you've You've got some. Like, you've got the audacity yeah. to make these kinds of demands. Your hairline is starting in the middle of your head. Like, what are <laughs> you talking about right now? Also, I thought this was really funny because it's, like, just, like, how much the culture has changed. That, like, now guys, like, brag about having, like, big butts on, on like, the internet. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, what's so funny is she was, like, a big rock hard butt. And I'm like, no, mind. no. Like, you know, no. nothing wrong with right it's a different time definitely a different time that's so it was so for a variety of reasons yeah i also (laughs) like i always think about when i watch shows like this like my mind always goes to like production you know like what was going Mm -hmm. on behind the scenes and whenever they do stuff like this i always think in my head like well when they were cast in the show obviously the producers were like bring this because we're having we're doing a thing right like bring this outfit because we're doing like a, a competition that may involve a bathing suit and I just love that Pootie uh, went out and, like, bought an airbrushed, like, beach motif little booty so shirt. So I'm, I'm curious if this plays into, because he mentioned in the last episode that he was a male servant. Although, very quick to specify to New York, New York was like, oh, like, do you strip or something like that? And he was like, oh, no. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, like, like that was such a crazy conclusion. Just because many petties. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what if that was part of his like uniform? Although Mr. Boston gave me the impression that they're using used bathing suits. Yes, they got to choose from stuff. So, Ooh. Ooh. 
I mean, maybe they had them there or they brought stuff with them. Rather. No, it's, I don't think they're used. He just cracked the joke on himself because he wasn't. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, true. Big enough to fill. Yeah. yeah. They probably went to like Costco and bought, you know, a bunch of bathing suits from like a bin in the middle of the right. grocery store. And yes. Said, like, they'll just pick through these. <laughs> exactly. We'll get just some thongs. Like whoever we'll get fits. some, some uh, mosaic booty shorts. We'll figure it out. <laughs> exactly it's like literally like they're going like oh who's gonna find the thong like yep. who's who, we'll just throw it to the wolves and see who picks it up <laughs> yeah. up next we have token who comes out and hit like looking his best uh what's that name oh my god oh this what? Is, i just fucked this all the way up Game? there's that song oh. there's a song that i'm thinking of oh Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Like, he gives me that kind of vibe. The butterfly song? Yes. Oh, my God. He also gives you a very half-assed brush your shoulders off. It's just a little, like, sprinkling of, like, uh, like yeah, there's just a little, little crumb on my shoulder. It wasn't yeah. a full, like, shoulder tilt. It was just like a, eh. Yeah. And I love it. So he's got this fedora on, sunglasses, a white tank, and board shorts. Now, he's <laughs> in the back of the boy band. He's the he's the Jeff of the ninety eight degrees, <laughs> yeah. just like there for his baritone and literally nothing else. Yes. So, big boy, I have in my notes, yells at him, "Show him it ain't broken." <laughs> <laughs> so he like does like a half ass lift up of his tank, but like doesn't actually do anything. And New York is like, I'm super disappointed. Yeah. And gives him a zero. But they show her doing it in the second column. So it's like, I don't know if it's like across the board they're giving them points for yeah. like different categories. But either way, we see everybody scores at that point. It's just a little tough to read. I don't think they're ready tens. I forgot if they're ready tens. Then comes Teaweed. Sister Patterson is at first very into it and he's doing this weird dancing. And then all of a sudden they slow-mo pan down to his <laughs> legs where he's got like this hyper pigmentation or something on yeah. his thigh and they then turn the slow-mo cam to sister patterson who even though they put a gag sound effect is literally making the face and like doing the like heaving kind of motion yeah <laughs> the green mossy area a yeah she calls it a green mossy, mossy area, area. She says she's concerned that it might be contagious and it, like basically because she's had such a crush on him up until this point and says that like this part just like ruined it for her. <laughs> it's just I just love that the camera's literally zoomed in on his inner thigh. It's just like such a wacky. The editing of this show is just so fucking wacky. <laughs> right. It's unapologetically zooming in on his but not even his crotch it's literally his inner thighs literally his thigh like zooming in on hyperpigmentation that's so weird and giving it like a, a swamp sound effect you know what i mean just like well, like right like they're like right and they will they also do, are doing that and they're doing the uh like serial killer sound effect like yep. a slash like do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> like the knife slash going in sync with the thrusting of his hips it's like <laughs> <laughs> they bring it back to at the end of the day uh so then we have Bones. I think the part to me that was most offensive was that his body is so much paler than his face. Yeah. He doesn't. Like, He's always in clothes. I know, but like so much paler. Like there was me. no. It's different. It just, I don't know. I'm I guess it was also gets. probably the lights. 
But I don't know how that happens to somebody. So he decides to go the physical comedy route, pours water all over himself. Does little robot pop and lock and stuff. But, like, he pours it all over himself in a way that, like, kind of goes beyond. Like, even if you're trying to be like, haha, I get it. I'm not going to be the sexiest. Like, he goes really overboard and is, like, pouring it down his shorts. And now the <laughs> stage is all wet. Like, why? <laughs> he says something that else. starts out pretty profound. So he's like, sexiness comes from personality, creativity. And I'm, like, on board with you and throwing water on yourself. Mm. You lost me. <laughs> <laughs> like, pulling your giant basketball shorts open and like squeezing like a half empty water bottle down it was just weird right it just he he went really over the top in a way that kind of felt very like all that you know kind of silliness oh my god that's the best i was like trying to think of what show like my mind wants to place him on and it's like it's an all that style show yes like a kid's improv show (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, not even, like, an adult sketch show. Like, actually, just for children. I'm going to say, reminds me a little of Tommy Davidson. He does kind of. Not looks as much as the way he acts. No, actually, I was going to say, a little bit of in the face, too, kind of. Like, him and Tommy Davidson could be, like, brothers or cousins or something like that. And I would buy it. Yeah. Up next is White Boy, who actually did do the best in my opinion I mean, he came out he did his own thing he's got his little thing. swagger walk and then he kind of he did the little right kind dance. of goof, right yeah. that's what we're talking about that was a nice juxtaposition from bones to white boy of how to be goofy but still like goofy but make it sexy yes. true to yourself as he put it yes i mean right as he said over be and over yourself. again <laughs> new york actually gives him a standing ovation yep and sister patterson is sitting there mouth agape although i am not sure how to read that reaction yeah She's tough to read sometimes. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I feel like she's just like horrified by all of it. Like, I feel like every once in a while you have to have those moments where you come to grips with the fact that you and your child are on like, you're trying to pick your child's boyfriend on a dating show. <laughs> yeah. Like, Aww. you have to have these moments where you just like zone out and you're like, is this real life? <laughs> like, is this a real thing that I'm doing? <laughs> Backstage, Miss Alaska is talking to all the guys oh talking about how all guys should exfoliate their butts and mr boston has no idea what that means what does that mean here you like you scrub it like right like you exfoliate like hello uh so then we see her also putting bronzer on his legs and he's saying that he hopes he'll once again get the honor of having the biggest balls it's a reference to last week how she was like so amazed that he stood up to chance and whatever and and then he goes, or like New York and sister Pat, New York and her mom may laugh my white ass off the stage. Which is what was expected. Yeah. So this leads us into a commercial break. They do this dramatic like teaser, like him coming out and whatever. So we come back from commercial and he comes out and they're all losing their fucking minds because he's in a Speedo and he's got pale legs and he just looks very silly. Yeah. He like but he does it. he does a little turnaround thing like slaps his butt I think and yeah. stuff yeah he like walks and uses his limbs like he is in control of them like there's like some other <laughs> being <laughs> he does look like he's just it's like a crash test like, like 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 a Pinocchio thing yeah like he's yeah. being marionetted down the runway by somebody <laughs> right he really went weird. he he just experienced puberty <laughs> <laughs> a week before coming to the show. He's just still getting used to his body, like, trying to make it work. 
It's sister uh, big... that says that he shook his little tush, even though it looked like a cherry tomato. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like, what the fuck? She did have, like, a nice little pleasant smile on her face well, this whole time, though. I mean, just because, like, I mean, it takes it. a lot of, it takes a lot of guts to come out there in a Speedo period, yeah. especially when you look like Mr. Boston. Yeah. Big Boy actually had the best line, in my opinion, where he said, uh, currently working on No Thunder from Down Under. Yes. <laughs> just so Apt. And I was I was waiting for your reference for him when he walks away with having a Hank Hill butt. Oh, he did a little bit. He did have uh, a Hill butt. Yes. Yeah. New York said he was flat assed, but he loved that he was willing to show that flat ass to her. Yes. Yep. That was nice. So that is all fifteen contestants, and we are given the finalists in no particular order: White Boy, Real, Twelve Pack, Onyx, and Romance. I wrote, how did Mr. Boston not win? I was thinking that, like, some of them... Or make the final That's five. the thing. And I thought Bones was going to also, but I think that it was, like, he... They both were, like, too silly. Yeah. That it doesn't... Like, heart doesn't actually mean as much as she tried to make yes. it out to mean. I kind of feel like Onyx is a producer's pick, if I'm honest with you. Yes. They really tried to make Onyx happen. And I honestly forgot why he ends up going home. Well, we'll find out eventually. Well, we'll find out, I know. But I honestly have no recollection of it whatsoever. I don't either. So then the five semifinalists are going to a Q&A period where they'll be judged on clarity, confidence, and believability. <laughs> sure. Okay. Real is up first, and Sister Patterson asks him what his position is on premarital sex. This is so ridiculous. He goes, God says no, and that's what I believe. Yeah. He's just saying that for her. I yes. know. <laughs> I was waiting for him. I love like, that New York, yeah. too, at that moment, they have it like cut her in like nodding, and she goes, and in her talking head, she's like, um, if you're not going to fuck me, then, well, the gist of it is, like, if you're not going to fuck me, then, like, this relationship isn't going to work yeah. out. You know, that was, like, one of the greatest things about New York is, like, how unapologetically sexual she was. Like, she just yeah. didn't give a And fuck. still is. And still is. And, like, when you think about it in the context of that time, when, like, right. you know, the Bachelorette was always the one that had to be, like, like, it was only, because I'm a, I'm a part of Batch Nation or whatever. Oh. Yeah. That's I'm good a, to know, because we have questions. Okay, anyway. I'm a Bachelor head, and, like, it wasn't until, I would say, probably four, maybe five years ago one of the girls uh, admitted to having sex on the show with more than one person, which they all nice. do. And she was, fu- I mean, she was getting death threats so bad that they had to have <gasps> like a sit down special with her. Like people were wow. saying, you need to kill yourself. Like literally sending her directions on how she should do it. Like she <gasps> turned the entire country against her because she admitted to having sex with more than one person in like a three month period. Oh my god! Yeah. Like that was only a couple years ago, so it's like actually kind of profound that like Tiffany was so just open about being a visionary sexual. in her field. Yeah, like she just did not give a fuck, and she literally was like, "I like Chance because he wants to fuck me, and Real doesn't." You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That she right. I mean, she was fucking Flav on TV, or so we believe. We were led to believe. Yes. That's not yes. proper. Oh no. <laughs> 
Everybody's trying to trigger with me with this constantly. So uh, Sister Patterson says, like, wraps that up with saying that she believes him, which is dumb, and thinks that he is a great man for New York. Not dumb. Very accurate. R.I.P. Yep. Up next is White Boy. Uh, New York asks him if you could live anyone else's life, who would it be and why? And he says, Michael Jordan, because he's established so many different aspects of his life and came from nothing. In terms of clarity, that's going to get a solid, like, four. I mean, mean, it's obviously it's kind of funny that he chose him, but. His upper, like, he's not kidding when he said he really came from nothing. Like, no, I, I get his that. His family growing up was poor as shit. I watched Space Jam. I know the story. Well, not just Space <laughs> Jam, but yeah. Like, I have the, uh, I have the audiobook of his bio- biography and, like, his grandfather and stuff. Like, you're talking about people, like, tons of kids, no money, nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's also a sociopath, so take with gambling that. addiction. Take from that. Yeah. Take it was from also that. No, I mean, like, a genuine sociopath. The greatest basketball player of all time. That's what I'm going to focus on. I mean, but that's it was why the he's. Way he worded it. It was just so, like. Yeah. He was just. It's like White Boy trying to be. Like just fucking swagged out every single yes. second yeah. of the the day is like too much for me. Like yeah, the machismo is a little much. It's a lot of him being like he established his life through all these different aspects. Like calm down, <laughs> sir. Yeah, like he seems like he'd be a hotep, but he's white. So <laughs> yeah. what? Wait, I keep forgetting what that is. I always think Emhotep from the Mummy. No, but... it's uh. How did we describe it last Anoxa time? It's like moon. it's basically like a New York black supremacist. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And then I asked, is that like the black is Israelites, the Israelites and you said? Not I think really, there's like but, overlap, but okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, New York is very impressed that he wants to live his life out as a powerful black man. Sure. Yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, Onyx up next Chamo asks him if I were a race car how would you drive me and he gives a good answer which is like fast long and pedal to the metal and as hard as possible it's very you know the dating game you ex- yeah. yes it's Cl- very cliche and literally they superimpose a big old X over him and they gave him the most ridiculous edit of them ha- of yeah them, like, oh like now we're all questioning his sexuality is he right gay? because he answered the question right exactly he's and answering as if he were to be talking in new york like that's I how i take kind it. of expect it well duh but like the i get that he, i what he could have said to clarify i mean not that this makes any difference to me yeah. but it's like i was expecting him to be like well if you were new york i would blah 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 but he didn't and he just answers the question which is fine because the question is stupid to begin with like it's a stupid question why would he take the answer seriously and new york like launches into this like fragile masculinity tirade where she's like i didn't want him to touch chamo i wanted him to say he'd leave the keys in the ignition and run away from the vehicle like Girl, he's not actually trying to fuck Chama. Like, you know, well, yeah. he could be. Who fucking knows? He, That's not how he was answering. He wasn't answering the question to Chamo, gay or not. You know, he understands that he's here for you. And also, just he like, thought it was a general question. It is wild to me that Chamo is, like, on the show, obviously. I mean, like, just his presence there is, like, crazy. We were saying that last week. Like, there's a whole made-up character. Like, yeah, just like this. Because like, he's an actor. Like, he's not actually New York's assistant. Hello. And like, he's literally just there to specifically be, like, a gay stereotype to be made fun yeah. of. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, literally. Like, there's no character, like, there's nothing about him that, like, warrants anything but just, like, he's a joke. Like, he's there to prance he's around. He's, like, a little bit, he's not necessarily the voice of reason, per se, because he doesn't say a whole lot, but he is the background face facial reaction of reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, because like, I find myself looking at Chamo a lot and being like, same. Yeah, because he's always, like, holding his temples and, like, wide-eyed. Like, ooh, oh my god. <laughs> right. Or just kind of like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you sure about that? Like, like, that's a weird thing to do or say or think. So, you know, so I'm usually on the same page as Chamo. Up next is Romance. Uh, I forgot New York asked him, right? The greatest or, disappointment of his life to date. Oh, no, Sister Patterson Sister asked Patterson. the biggest disappointment of your life to date. And literally, I heard Jasmine Masters pass pack like in my head going, oh, Lord, I again, know, again, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking gan. Nothing new. Same old. Same old shit. Everybody. No, he I was expecting it. him. Well, no, I was like, I was now am I alone? Right. Is everybody, everybody was expecting him to talk about the dog, yeah, right? I was. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised to hear him say, you know, uh, seeing the cards my mom has been dealt. She's a really hard worker and she deserves the best. Like, honestly, for bonkers ass romance, a very good, very genuine answer. Yeah, yeah, it was a good answer. And but New York is in her talking head going, "Ugh, I'm tired of his sob stories." <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, his dog died. <laughs> like, like I'd rather. Him and his mom's had a hard life. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just was. But then it's so funny that she says that about him. But then when they ask who Twelve Pack, who his role model is, and he's like. My dad, because he raised us. Him and his brother. And New York's like, oh my God, I think that's great that he said his dad was like. But his... Sister Patterson wasn't impressed. I mean, I'm with Sister Patterson. Like, and even for saying his dad, like, it wasn't even really a good answer. Although I'm not going to lie, I did expect him to say Arnold or Sylvester Stallone. Oh my God. I mean, okay. Like, it's so out of the realm of possibility. I guess I could see Arnold from like a lifting perspective, too. Yeah. yeah he seems like one of those Living guys the that dream. goes to the Arnold classic. Yeah, totally. With a cigarette. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sister Patterson wraps this up by saying, his neck looks like a boiled ham hock. It's thicker and wider than one of my thighs. And then wraps it up by going, he's such a loser. Oh, my God. When she called his neck a boiled ham hock, I almost fell back out of my seat. (laughs) But also, like, her just calling him a loser. Like, just, I don't know why. Like, anybody else calling anybody a loser in any other context isn't really that funny. But something about Sister Patterson saying that he's a loser is just hilarious to me. (laughs) I agree. So they tell us, uh, Big Boy tells us that the final three will all get a date, but the winner actually gets some bonus time. Yep. Romance is literally trying to be a pick-me-ass bitch in his talking head. Just literally saying, I'm just like, pick me, pick me, pick me. Uh, So fourth runner up, and as Big Boy says, winner of the kick in a pa- kick in the pants is real poor real got yeah. no, like barely any time this episode i know he'll get plenty though third runner-up and winner of absolutely nothing is romance that was funny obviously he we knew he was gonna melt down he's telling us in a talking head that the only one he has issues with in the top three is 12 pack because he's here for the wrong reasons and he's like i'm gonna let him know that he should never trust nobody and basically he doesn't actually maniacally laugh but he makes it sound like a villain moment 
He's cutting wrestling promos. Yeah, that's true. He's that's practicing. What this is. That's what the whole thing is. Is I think Sarah was saying it. It was me. It's like he's a character. That was me. Oh, you never want to give she me credit. Up the wrestling thing. <laughs> no, it was me. Because I'm the one that I follow him on Instagram. Not that sounds very shady to Sarah. Hi, we love you. But th- no, like it was me. I found out that he's a wrestler. No, you and found out me, that he is a wrestler. But this, t- oh, that's I thought, what but I was she saying. Was pointing that- out the way he talks to the camera as a character. Me, oh, that was me. I I'm did that. Listen back. Okay. Um. So second runner-up is Onyx. New York says she's willing to overlook the riding chamo thing and attributes it to nerves. Mm-hmm. Or just like misunderstanding the assignment. Yeah. But yeah. Sure. Or just like answering the question that you asked. Right. It's a. It was a stupid question that didn't like, deserve a serious answer. It was insane. And now he's like, now you're questioning if he's there for New York because he may want Charmo. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't. Just was so pointless. But I don't know. He's not even that great anyway. Like just all of it. I'm just like, why is he still here? So. Then first runner-up gets an autographed pair of panties in a fucking frame. That was funny. Which I was like, I'm surprised Sister Patterson isn't, like, visibly upset by this. She laughs. A pair of panties in a headshot. Like, yeah. What in the hell? Like, the budget for this show was less than my rent. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. But simultaneously... No, they go to Mexico. It's not really that impressive, right? They go to Mexico for the finale this time around? I think so. So, anyway, so the first runner-up is 12-pack, meaning that the winner is White Boy. New York says she's thrilled uh, because she's excited to spend the time with White Boy. Big Boy also starts singing a lot, you know, like, here she is. <laughs> then he gets presented with ca- cash. I wish, he probably wishes. Uh, a sash, flowers, and what looks like the same Where the Wild Things Are crown that Flav wore in season one. <laughs> Just like oh, bringing yeah, back that. Oh, my God. I wrote that down on my notes. Oh, my God. I was like, that's Flav's crown. Yeah, that weird one. It looks like it's made out of, like, painted foil. VH1 didn't want to pay anymore. I mean, yeah. literally. And then uh, Confetti falls, and he's just so thrilled to be the winner. He deserves, though. I don't know. What do you What do you two think? I have no argument with him winning. Um, I would have let him. I would have won. I, like, I still don't understand why Mr. Boston wasn't, like, at least a contender yes. in the end. Because he, like, was the most. 100% yeah. with that. Uh, I guess. Yeah, you probably I, could have edged out real, especially because we only see real for like a second. Like, yeah, just waves, yeah. nods, and walks away. Like he did. The only that person, was like brave. Only person I could see instead of white boy would be twelve pack in this situation. Yeah, it was definitely they a toss up dancing, between the two of them. Yeah, for but sure. Sister Patterson didn't like the answer, so that must have thrown the score off. Yeah. yeah. After they're all kind of like wrapping everything up or in the green room, like in the uh, what's it called on Drag Race? The Untucked Lounge. Yeah. <laughs> in the Untucked Lounge in the back. Uh, Real is shocked to see Trends handing out CDs to the pageant ladies, which I was like, God, they probably just had to smile politely and accept it and threw it immediately in the garbage. Mm-hmm. And he's like literally flirting with them, too. Like you hear him say like, oh, see the cute one there? That's me. Oh, God. And this is, like, also, I got a lot of flashbacks of, like, just, you know, MySpace. I always talk about it on my podcast. Like, MySpace was, like, such a music. Um, yeah. Like, it was a social media website, specific, like, primarily for music. 
And yeah. uh, this was just such the era of people giving you CDs and being like, hey, check out my MySpace. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, literally, I bet he off. did. Holy <laughs> shit. I bet he was directing them to his MySpace. Holy Without fuck. a question. It definitely had his MySpace handle on his CD. He, like, printed these out. He's a MySpace playlist that matches the exact, like, this was, you know, he had a little business going. Good for him. Oh, gosh. But then, uh... Real says, you know, if you're coming into New York's house, you should have given New York a CD first. But he gives all. I love this that like because it's like the phrasing. It's kind of unintentionally sounded like double entendre. He's like he gave his discs out to all the beauty pageant women. <laughs> yeah. Get it? Like dick. Um. So Pootie actually pulls trends aside and says, like, New York's going to freak out if she sees this. And, like, you know, Trent's is like, no, I feel you. I feel you. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, just, I don't, I don't he know. He doesn't what care. He's a piece of shit. Uh, then Pootie says, you know, down. his his baby needs to get some of these fake ass people out of the house. Sure. <laughs> Actually, can I, 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 um, some, I told you I wrote down a lot of Pootie quotes. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm no, I like, have found myself to be obsessed with him for some reason. Um, he literally said, it's time for me to bring forth a little. Uh, a li- I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so- it's time for me to bring forth a little late to this whole situation, baby. And and to tell you about a little haterade around this piece. Baby. Oh, no, that's the next scene. Is that that's the next. Like, by the hot like tub? later on in the hot tub. You're oh. you're a little bit ahead. I have that written down, too, because nice. that shit was absurd. Mm-hmm. God. Also, no, this we have does a- not differ from, like, sometimes The Bachelor does bleed into this show, like, in a way that's completely organic and is like, the exact same. And then sometimes it's just, like, inspired by. This is a quintessential every single season. Like you, What? That somebody's somebody, there for TV? Yeah, they're not there. For, and it's specifically, they're not there for the right reasons. That's how they were. Okay, so literally we've been speculating about this because we don't watch The Bachelor and none of the last couple guests we have have watched The Bachelor either. Like, is that, a, I guess it is a point that comes up. Like, oh, is some, are people just here for TV or is that just because of the proximity to fame it's like, like that, that, that these shows have? It's a factor to the point that like one of the more popular podcasts about The Bachelor is called The Right Reasons. Like it is. Oh god! They they <laughs> use that specific term since like 1994, whenever the fuck it premiered. Uh, oh my god! Okay, thank you for solving one of the biggest mysteries we've had about this <laughs> yeah. about this show to date. So we then get introduced to another very special character, one Your Majesty, a little Chihuahua. Now it was bugging me because I'm like, I know it's a royal themed name that this dog had. I was like, I know it's not it. princess. But I knew that it was some sort of royalty-themed name. I also love New York, New York's uh, velour tracksuit. Yep, which I'm hoping makes a comeback. Uh, so, needless to say, romance is losing his shit. He goes full, you know, of mice and men. And it's just like, not only did she show me your majesty, she let me watch your majesty. And this fucking show. So they play a flashback of, you know, the him explaining to New York about, you know, his dog that died. These motherfucking editors, because the dog, for those who don't remember, fell down the stairs and broke its neck. They play a yelp and then like a bone crunch. Yeah. Yes. Like the most heartless shit I've ever heard in my 
unbelievable. I'm, I'm laughing at the absurdity, not the fact that it's happening. So he obviously walks off with the dog crying, and then a bunch of the guys are off to the side like, what the fuck is he doing over there? And Chance, I I would make this an iconic line of the week, too, except it's like kind of problematic, but also I think like the sound isn't clear enough, so it's not really worth doing it. Chance yells, hey, man, stop raping that hound. <laughs> 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 they do give him though like a full on bestiality edit. Like he's like yeah. standing in the bushes holding it and like kissing it and they're like giving it like like smoochy noises and like it's Because that's what so he's doing. Absurd. Like I mean it's so weird. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I've never experienced a pet death that I can't relate to this at all, but I- I'm sorry. Like I don't know. Maybe I don't know. One of his case, the dog snapping its neck. No, that's super tragic. I do genuinely feel sad about that. Like, it's not even too like you got like the dog died of old age. Like you expected to have more time with this dog, and at least I'm not as heartless as the editor that put that sound effect in. (laughs) So there's I have that going for me. Yeah, that was pretty dark. So next we see new york i guess because her dog is getting babysat by romance comes up to rico who i guess she's over the negrita comment and saying you know oh like i was really impressed by your performance today you know and i felt like you were just up there really like for me and she sees that he's got a towel so she's like oh what like what where are you going what are you doing and he's like oh i was about to go in the hot tub and she's like is that shit warm it's a hot tub. Maybe yeah. because it's not warmed up yet. She it's was kind of like, oh, a hot tub. Up? And uh, so then she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I want to go swimming. Like, whatever. Like, come up to my room. And she makes this whole big loud announcement around the house. Because <laughs> like, it's the first guy to go to the room. Because he, they've been there for 20, like 36 hours. It's a big deal. Like, who's even had the time? <laughs> so he then helps her put her swimsuit on, which... It's kind of unnecessary, but you do you. She's like, oh, like, I saw his eyes dancing around my curves. <laughs> she like, goes, he's admiring what I have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then she says his eyes wandered, but his hands stayed aside. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, they're making a whole big thing about this. Like, it's just pretend. And but then we see that, like, she's actually nude. Like, they have blur. Oh, yeah. Like, they're she blurring. She was topless, yeah. Oh, she well, was bottomless, bottomless too. too my oh. dear. She was bottomless, bottomless too. Yes. And he was like Not tying, tying her bathing suit while she's like her like bush is fully being blurred. Like and she's just standing there, <laughs> vagina facing the camera. It was amazing. I yeah, no. I mean an you icon of a sexual woman. Right. Sexually forward lady. Yeah. So they all so they go into the pool and they seem to be having a good conversation although i think like i guess he's rubbing her inner thighs or like fingering yeah. her or something yeah. one of the two <laughs> probably both um yeah and they're having a grand old time actually they seem to be genuinely having a conversation as well when like pootie like drags a whole fucking lawn chair over <laughs> and like plops that shit down <laughs> And about how he's sitting next to the pool in like his giant jeans with like gator pointed boots and <laughs> like, sir, what bar did they find? Like, you in? right? Like, <laughs> can you like dress more casually? Like, the it's everything's done. Like, <laughs> you're good. The pageant's over. 
Like, put on some sneakers at least, goddamn. Yeah. So he, this is what he says, like you were saying before, let me tell you about a little haterade around this piece. And poor, and poor Rico is just sitting there politely like, yeah, tell us what's happening. He goes, my man man with the dreads, I'm not feeling him, baby. He goes, my man has been promoting his demo, his CDs on your time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for getting the quotes. They just like, they like, and this is again, like, that's what they do in The Bachelor. They'll find like one thing, like if you mention like, oh yeah, like I used to be an actor. They'll be like, he mentioned that he used to be an actor. I feel like he's not here for the right reasons and right, it becomes the entire season it's the and whole show. i yeah oh i mean that was the last season of like flavor of love too yeah i mean because mm-hmm. but i mean it's more plausible because at least like the bachelor everybody bachelor bachelorette everybody's like attractive it's like okay that makes <laughs> sense why these young people would be attracted to each other flavor flav it's like anybody who is even remotely sincere is out of their fucking mind <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, he's disgusting. He's a gremlin troll animal. Uh, Yeah, and he's, like, an old drunk and an abuser. It's like, what? Like Right, a track record for drug abuse and domestic violence. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) Nothing redeeming about him whatsoever. No. Also, like, right, because as we mentioned in the last season, too, you also have the opportunity, you win the opportunity to be a step-grandma at 25. (laughs) like no thanks i'm fine so so obviously new york is concerned about this and she calls trends over and i love that this motherfucker decides that he's going to like curl like lay down and curl himself around the hot tub like you know like most of the time if you're talking to somebody you're standing or you're squatting or you roll up your pants and put your feet in you know this motherfucker is like doing a playgirl shoot (laughs) next on the along the side of the hot tub he's trying to make a demo cover for himself this motherfucker has the nerve because he's like First of all, he's, like, trying to gaslight her and be like, well, you know that I rap. I was rapping when I came in here. So, you know, that's part of who I am. And I shouldn't be expected to hide it. And (laughs) he's also talking at her with his Newport. Like, he's literally holding (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of aggressive. Yeah, like. I think pointing a cigarette, unless you're Allison Janney, like, pointing with a cigarette in your fingers is very aggressive. (laughs) Like, does everybody here just hold cigarettes the whole time? I thought cigarette smoking was over at this point. Like, I thought we were done. No, Actually, that's not true. Not even close. Everybody, I feel like my friend group in high school, everybody still smoked. Oh, yeah. Sig- I mean, like, I, I'm, a, at least. I'm in college during this. Yeah. Yo, yeah. And I definitely was during this time. Never. Did I ever tell you, Mike, about the time that the rabbit? I saw I had this pet rabbit that was the worst. And... I I think you did tell me this, yes. I once had a pack of, like, drunk cigs in my purse, and my mm-hmm. mom and I were talking in the living room, like, with enough space between us, and the rabbit was kind of, uh, with supervision, allowed to, like, hop around the living room. That motherfucker pulled my drunk cigarettes out of my bag in between my mom and me. Blew up my whole spot. Uh, oh that rabbit God. was the devil. The devil. He, like, slid them across the floor. <laughs> Right, literally dragged them in the middle of the floor and been like, time, like, what is it, uh, like, like on I Love New York where it's like, I got bored, so I created a fight during lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Just a messy bitch who lived for drama. So anyway, more importantly, 
trends is in his talking head like yeah i'm here to kill two birds with one stone i got to meet a hot chick most likely have sex with her have people see me do my thing and check out my music (laughs) i mean i props to him for being so unapologetically here for the wrong reasons (laughs) and then and then pootie says in his talking head right after we here to do one thing baby and that's went over a date with new york so keep so y'all keep on doing what y'all do because y'all are only making it easier for Poppy to do his thing. Like what? Poppy. Are you Poppy now, sir? Are you uh, Poppy? When did you become Poppy? I mean, I'm, I don't okay. know. Sure. Uh, sure, self-determined, booty. self-appointed. <laughs> so New York makes the valid point where she's like, you know, if this is your passion, why do I have to hear about it from Pooty? And she tells him that she's disappointed. She then says, this crispy N-word is here to talk about his music. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that followed oh. by the American Idol line? I, yeah, well, she's like, goes in this whole thing, like, this is an American Idol. We're not trying to find the next big, you know. Yeah, no one's like, getting discovered here. Yeah, nobody's getting discovered. Crispy, she fucking says. The worst part, I forgot about the worst one that comes later on, but that's pretty fucking bad. It was like, like, my jaw was agape. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like how we used to talk on TV in 2007. Yeah, this is how people (laughs) write. Just unapologetically being blatantly colorist. Inside, she's at this point, obviously, very drunk because... She's like she gathers a bunch of them inside and like goes on this rant about how she had her heart broken not once but twice, and uh, oh, yeah. you know <laughs> that they all have to be honest with her. And a bunch of the guys, of course, the more attention hungry ones, kind of come up to like hug her and whatever. And Mike pointed out that at least Pootie was smart enough, which I cannot believe that sentence has come out of my mouth. Pootie is smart enough to take the cigarette out of her hand. Yes. I literally wrote on my notes, well, at least chivalry isn't dead. A gentleman is in the house. There you go. Yes. Came up and took her fucking Newport and sat it down so she could finish it after her, after her cry. Right. After, you know, it's just so nobody got lit on fire a little bit. I also love, too, that New York, like, for, like, the first maybe six minutes, if this was real time, like, in the first, like, six minutes of that crying, like, she, like, wasn't, there were not a, not an ounce of tears, no wetness. And it's then an she inside cry, out. bitch! As she's, <laughs> as she said before. She it's an inner cry! A droplet of a tear that cascaded down her cheek. It was mm-hmm. one little tear that she got out and was, like, facing the camera with it. <laughs> That's, yeah. She's the queen of the inner cry, as she calls it. So, yeah. So she reminds us that, you know, Flav seemed like he was really into her at some point, which is uh, not true. And, you know, she's afraid that it's going to happen again. You know, one of these guys is going to just change his mind at the last minute because it's like, that's not really how that happened. He... Flav never really expressed interest in you. Yeah. She has to stick to the storyline, damn it. No, I think that she believed it, but... I don't. I think that she believed that at one point he was interested in her. Yeah. Like, at some point, you would think. Anyway, sure. 
Uh, so, you know, she's saying she opens the floor up to anybody and says, you know, if if there's something that you feel like you need to know, like if you see something, say something is the gist of it. So the next morning, the guys are all waking up. Twelve pack is thrilled to have a pair of New York, New York's panties above his bed. And they're all like, oh, I guess you have something to like fantasize about. And I'm like, like, he's going to fucking jerk off in the room with you idiots. I know. To, like, a corkboard that has panties pinned in it. Like, okay. Right? Like, what? So, they are all sitting in the great room, and Chamo, dressed in his music man finest, brings Literally. the guys... Uh, well, I guess it's not a flavogram because it's New York, and I've been calling it a New York note. That's yeah, about they, as clever. I, it, it's I don't a know. note from New York. That's a all note say, from New York, yeah. but a New York note flows better, so that's what I'm going to be like using. That. So she tells them that she's what I've never in. I think he said I have a note from New York. Yeah, no, I'm sure he does. So she tells them that she's taking the three winners out um, on an oceanside adventure out by the pool. You know, like once the guys all disperse out by the pool, romance and real are talking about how someone 12 pack uh, with a girlfriend got picked over him over them, I guess. And he tells us in a talking head that 12-pack told him on their first night that he's got a girlfriend back home who understands why he's doing this, you know, that it's the opportunity of the la- of a lifetime and, you know, he should go for it. Which, you know, is not as implausible as... If he was cheating or something or doing something You know, something like, yeah. that to me sounds like if you get the right kind of partner who, I mean, right and wrong, who would be just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, if it's going to get you on TV, then go for it. Exactly. It's like the absurdity of all of these shows, all of these dating shows, and also all of the Bachelor franchises. Like, none of them, not ever once has anybody ever been, like, honest about the fact that, like, like, yeah, like, this is obviously an opportunity to become famous. But, like, you, like. Well, that was what Trends just said. Well, that's what, that's what Trends just said. And the thing is, like. I mean, is it more plausible? I guess because I don't really follow The Bachelor that, like, I guess these people are famous, like, within their communities, like, mm-hmm. in their segment of, like, the reality show social media world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're kind of famous. But, like, none of them go on to turn that into a actual I don't think any of career, them. right? Well, with The Bachelor, the whole point is that, like, the reason that you go on the show is obviously for, like, now it's – um for like you know followers right like they all want to be yeah famous and they want to get sponsors and stuff but the real goal and what they're all sort of like uh vying for and trying like they're trying to build a case to be the next bachelor yeah so but then like right but that's all comes back to the same thing like they're trying to be famous but it's like none of this ever transitions into an actual career for any of them right no, I'm mean, like of course they would love to like win the show, but like except the one, the except the football player one, right? Uh, Jesse Palmer. No, was that his name? He was already on stuff though. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he was the Giants quarterback. Then he was on. Uh, he might. I think he might still be on. It's like uh, NFL, ESPN, college. Actually, game day he or does. He, he was hosts a good like extra or something now, right? Yeah, he and, one of and those. he does that. Yeah. I good mean, I will say that like in their world, they do become. Like, right. All of like the reality TV shows, like in Bachelor Nation, you can become 
super famous in that world, whereas like in other reality TV worlds, like you become kind of pseudo famous. But in right. their world, like you're like it's such a bigger deal in their world. Does that make sense? No, that makes a total sense because I have friends like one of my best friends is super into what's it called? Uh Teen Mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, that whole community is, like, thriving with, like, celebrities that are only really famous to the people who follow. Even yeah. wrestling is an example of it. A lot of That's people, true. you throw out a yep. name and, like, anyone who doesn't know wrestling will just be like, who the hell is that? Meanwhile, right. like, they could have millions of followers on Twitter and everything, but no one still have any. Unless you mention, like, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, or The Rock. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I've heard those names. Outside yeah. of that, people have no idea. And other, these other people could be, like, world famous. Or right. Build their fame exactly. With that crowd. The, the last thing about this that's kind of funny, just because he says it a thousand times, is that uh, Romance feels like he feels cheated because he hasn't had love in a while and homie's trying to double dip. Yeah. He, he's like really hung up on that double dip shit. <laughs> I know. So, Real actually sees right through this and he's like, yeah, I don't believe this shit at all. Like, Romance is obviously just threatened by the fact that. You know, because one thing we didn't bring up is, like, despite the fact that he presents himself as very, like, macho Guido type of guy, when he's actually shirtless, romance is really thin. Like, he's really frail looking. So I expected him to be more buff. Yeah, he's, like, emaciated. Right. He's, like, really thin. So, you know, I could see why some, like, 12-pack is probably what he aspires to be. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, uh, New York comes down makeup free. You you know they tried to make it makeup free, but she just didn't have like eyeshadow and shit on yet. <laughs> like, because I was it's like, there's no way New York moment. is going to appear on television at least at this juncture without, any, especially with all these guys in the house without any makeup on. Yeah. This is like the kind of ma- like makeup free that like straight women like that we tell guys in the beginning of the relationship, like, oh, I'm not wearing any makeup. <laughs> it's Alicia Keys makeup free. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She comes down and, like, says good morning to a bunch of the guys, and Romance actually pulls her to the side to tell her about 12-pack. I love that he's like, you know, me and you, our hearts beat the same. Last night we cried together, and they cut to New York going, um, did that happen? Yeah. And there's, like, a the record scratch. slow-mo of her moaning. Right, exactly. And I love this where they cut back. So, I, as I mentioned, I watched this on Hulu for the subtitles. And the closed caption underneath the flashback of, uh, what's his name, of romance crying with the dog, it just says, man crying. Oh my god. <laughs> There's some shady <laughs> captions on this sometimes. So, and like while the flashback is to him crying, it's the flashback to New York moaning in the hot tub, as we mentioned, <laughs> with Rico. So New York just turns to him unapologetically because she's like, this is my fucking show. I don't have to take any of this seriously. She turns to him and goes, I was so wasted last night. Just basically trying to chalk it up to like, I don't remember. And honestly, I don't care. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is the best she could do to try to like bruise his, like keep his ego intact. Yeah. So. Blowing cigarette smoke in his face. Right. So New York in her talking head is like, romance is crazy. He's crying all the time, but I have a feeling he may not be lying. We then head to the date at the Santa Monica Pier. 12 pack. This is what I think that he's fully leading into that Nick Lachey shit. Like, wasn't there a music video? Oh, no. You know what? I'm confusing it with the Jessica Simpson. I think I'm in love video at the carnival. 
But I or was there a 98 degree video in that kind of setting? No idea. You know, I LFO had one. That's what I might be thinking of. Summer Girls. They all had a version of a pure video. Actually, right, because uh, Joy McIntyre had one. No, not Joy Mac. That's the one, right? He was the one from New Kids on the Block. Yeah, no, I oh, know. Oh, you're thinking of Jordan Knight. Jordan Knight. There we and go. Give It To You song. That's also Yep, that one's walk. also at a carnival. I can give it to you. Yeah. Down. Uh, Was Blowing Me Up With Your Love at a carnival as well? I don't know what that is. The JC Shazay? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's Actually, fun, from the Drumline soundtrack? <laughs> That's a funny-ass title for a song. <laughs> I love I, Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Uh, no offense. Gross. He's I the best JC. member of NSYNC. I guess that's easy to say because they're all fine. But they do this weird... I don't know what it's possessed the them to do this. Okay, great. I don't know what possessed them to do this, but they do this like 70s, 80s style intro. They yes. give them like this uh, like Three's Company, company yes. theme song, yeah. having fun on the pier. Yeah. Like it's like this whole like stupid thing and they're playing different games. And then the my favorite part of this is they're playing that game... They're playing like whatever. I don't know what to call it. Like you shoot the contest the water at the thing. Target? No, I'm talking about where they're trying to on the rope ladder, oh, like trying to climb ladder, up to yes. the top. And she just yells out, "Your asses look so dumb right now." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Y'all look so fucking stupid." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just laughing at them. That is literally my feminism. But <laughs> then uh, she, we get to the white boy one on one. They go to the Ferris wheel. They have like a little like charcuterie, you know, fruit and veggie tray set up. It's actually very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it's a nice it little thing. For them, for like the production of this show, it was actually a pretty nice like, like her charcuterie truly was a veggie and fruit tray with a sleeve across. Oh, somebody ran to Costco immediately before filming. Yeah. And she That's exactly what that is. Living for the ranch. Living. <laughs> listen she was getting her whole life and i was also thinking too that like thank god 12 pack didn't win because that would have been a tight squeeze <laughs> oh yeah they would have yes. sit across from each other right it's almost like they told her like hey here's what you're doing on your date tomorrow it probably would not be a good idea to pick 12 pack yeah you're gonna be eating um a lot of cucumber and ranch but like also in a very enclosed space and he's just like <laughs> a large person in like a teacup from disney Right, exactly. Like, not exactly uh, the most comfortable scenario. She tells him that Sister Patterson thinks that he's a smooth talker, and he actually kind of gives what starts out as, like, a good answer. He's like, you know, I would never say anything to go against your mom. She has your best interest at heart. But then kind of, like, rambles into this thing about how he's really there. But then it, it just kind of shifts into talking or focusing on New York eating cucumbers and ranch. <laughs> Sorry, I, can't, I cannot stop. There's one part where he, uh, where he like, she's literally like dripping ranch all over her face and all over her clothes, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, "Damn, girl, you turn them cucumbers up." <laughs> it's like been a, never been a more apt like example of that, to be honest. Like she is literally fucking getting her bro. whole life, Annihil- like yeah. not listening to a word she says, not yeah. listening to a word he says, just tearing Even into us, the cucumbers. All we hear is fucking crunching. 
Right, so it's like, like an ASMR seconds, video. Like, oh God, please. And I love that she's like trying to be. One of my favorite things about New York is like when she does shit like that, but she'll still try and be like dainty. Like she'll still be like. <laughs> right. But like, girl, you are you have a mouthful of chewed up cucumber and ranch, and it's all over your face. Right, your ranch <laughs> is all over your face. But then it turns into like a cute little thing where he's kind of dabbing it away. Don't and, wipe, just dab. Right, just yeah. like little little things like and Frank Luger and. Says. And she's like, you know, I love that he's encouraging me to eat. You know, he doesn't care if I blow up to 300 pounds, 3,000 pounds, 3, 000, my mistake. I don't, he doesn't care if I literally turn into a blue whale. It's fine. <laughs> you know, he's, he, it shows that he's interested in my exterior, in my interior, not just my exterior. I swear I've read things before. Don't ignore no, me. trust me. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so 12 pack is i guess like waiting around and so she pulls him over to the side and asks you know like what's the deal like i heard this rumor and i want to know you know what the story is and it's a little gaslighting-y that he's like oh what you think any woman would like let me be on tv i'm kissing some other woman and still be my girlfriend and it's like i mean i guess he could have just said no and he has to go with like where he starts That's, asking you questions, know what? especially and, like, too because he's tearing this. He's going into this whole explanation, and New York's like, "Listen, like I feel like you're lying to me." And he's like, "And I wrote down that she's fully leaning into looking like Janice from the Muppets yeah. because she's skeptical. <laughs> like her eyes get like real yeah. tight. Can't even look at you right now. Right, her eyes get real tight, and she's just very focused, and like she fully looks like Janice from the Muppets. So he says all this stuff he's like oh well like if you don't believe me then just send me home and whatever and you're just like so are you asking me to send you home like what are you doing like this is such a fuckboy move like this is the guy who has lied to his girlfriends a lot mm-hmm. by being like oh fine i guess you just don't believe me so i'll yep. go home and to defend myself it's like you could right say what yeah. happened right just be like this is no dumb. Like, nothing happened i don't have a girlfriend next yeah yeah Right, he literally says, like, she doesn't do. believe what I'm saying, so I can't defend yeah. he myself. He gets so defensive right off the bat. You think I'd but, like, be on defensive the show, in, like, a like, calm ask way. for a kiss if well, I had a girlfriend? It's like he's trying to fool a lie detector test by trying to be calm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's actually, like, getting called out, so yeah. he's doing too much. Brigitte Nielsen just, like, kicks down the door of, like, the fun house <laughs> and is like, come in here, bitch. Right. Straps him down. <laughs> Maury Can also, also shows up. Really quickly, too, before we, like, leave this, like, date that New York is wearing the most 2007 outfit, like, I feel like I've ever I, seen in my life. I'm I was actually going to talk about that because I didn't realize that she was wearing capris until the next scene. <laughs> well, and, like, capris tucked into, like, a, a suede boot. It's like, what's the point? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the point? Well, like, she's got, <laughs> and she's got suede boots on with a tank top. Yeah, a, a tank top that is the exact same color, and then her purse is the exact same color pink. Oh my god, this I was live. this was that time. I was. Was, we were doing shit like that. Like that's Absolutely. just that's just how it went. So back at the house, New York pulls twelve pack and romance aside or outside rather to talk about you know this rumor that's going around. This is where. This is the most – oh, and I forgot to mention, too, that 12-pack is on this fucking date in a open button-up shirt. Yeah. Like, it's fully opened up. He's ready for and the And in cargo, sh- cargo shorts with a sweatband on his forearm. 
That was the thing at the time. People wore sweatpants for no reason. It's so whack. So anyway, so he's now changed into a more casual look, into a zip-up, cut-off, like sleeveless zip-up hoodie, and cargo kept his cargo shorts on. (laughs) Romance is in the Von Dutch hat. Like the actual legitimate Von Dutch hat. Yep. 12 pack feels like basically all this vitriol coming from not his, my word, not his from romance is coming totally out of left field. And he starts kind of grilling him like, all right, so what did you hear? And this, he's such a fuck boy. Even if he's telling the truth, he's still coming across like a liar. So yeah. he's like, you know, saying all this stuff like, you know, romance is repeating what he told New York. And again starts saying the double dipping and being selfish and 12 pack is calling bs on this a bunch of the guys are watching from afar and real again is like romance is unstable like emotionally unstable and doesn't get laid very often he's giving you mark Wahlberg in fear just like yes like you're nuts you know what it actually you know what it's been reminding me of a lot too because i've been spending my nights uh watching aaron carter on instagram live what a waste losing his mind poor thing and it felt a a lot like that to me yeah he 100 percent gives you aaron carter vibes just like he's like one of those guys that like will purposely fight with you because he needs the attention and he needs like chaotic validation in his life you know right well that's exactly what starts to happen so 12 pack is very calmly like yo i'm gonna slap the shit out of you dude and romance goes zero to a hundred like oh go ahead and smack me dog and he like gets into this weird stance like a sumo stance almost Mm -hmm. he's just leaning in to give him his face to slap him right and like 12 pack is cracking up like i mean Especially Not just him. New York oh, starts New York laughing. The guys in the back start laughing. <laughs> and he like, what's his name? Romance throws his hat on the ground. And it, like 12 pack is like, oh yeah, like real tough. And Romance is like, oh yeah, I bet you won't hit me. And 12 pack's like, you're right. I won't. I'm not going to waste my time. Like, right? Yeah. Like it's, and Romance. I'll rip your arms oh, off. Right. He says to 12 pack. Now, if you haven't watched the show or you're not watching the show or whatever, I encourage you to watch this scene just so you can get a visual reference in the event that you forgot. Mm -hmm. Like, 12-pack would destroy romance. 12-pack could destroy basically almost anybody in the house. Yeah. There would be some good fights. I mean, some There's of them some would guys, be more evenly big, matched Well, no, than the others. thing is you can't always look at fighting based on the size of people because I've seen bigger people get their butts kicked by smaller guys. But it's it's more of, you know, if one of them's like a fighter, then obviously they would have the training and be able to do it. But if the bigger guy gets in close to be able to, like, wrestle him to the ground, then it's over. That's the thing. He's like, I, it's like, that's what I'm saying. But if that's you could how scrap, it looks like, to me. there's big guys who have been knocked out. I don't think that... But who do you think would win in a fight? Because I think 12-pack would win just because... Oh, over romance, he destroyed. Oh, but right, in that's the hat, what I'm like, saying. Like, if 12-pack fought, like, Tango, I'd be like, eh, this might be Well, that to me fight. is more evenly matched, you right? Some, yeah. I They're think, in the same weight class, at least. Right. They're... I think that 12-pack, just because it's like like you were saying, Troy, about like the chaotic energy, like yeah. all he would need to do is put him in a bear hug. And, it's and that would be You're it. getting close, yeah. I yeah. will say that I think Romance would be like a dirty fighter. Like I feel yes. like he would, oh, would yeah. resort to bleaches, all kinds of things that are around yeah. him. He's right. like that He'd... kind of guy. Kick the yeah. knee or the shin. 
Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, no, that actually, that yeah, that tracks. So, Romance threatens to rick, rip 12-pack's arms off, which that's what really sets yes. New York and 12-pack yeah. into laughing. Because it's like the absurdity of that statement. Like, 12-pack's arms are about as wide as Romance is, more or less. Yeah, so, pretty much. So, good it's luck with that. Waist. Right, his arms are like two by fours. Like, get the fuck out of here. So, and then Romance, in his delusion, like, fully leaning into it at this point, goes, 12-pack's no threat. He ain't got nothing that I ain't got. It's like, except all those fucking muscles, you idiot. <laughs> Hello? So he goes, he may be a little bit bigger than me, a little better looking, but that only gets you so far. My heart will get me to my destiny. That last line, I was like, did you steal that from an anime? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I also just love that 12-pack is being um, like edited as like, this beautiful unattainable beauty on the show <laughs> like he's that only like, mm-hmm. in the 2000s because he still basically looks like this and it's like uh-huh. you know he's not a bad looking guy this isn't to no. say that he's like a hideous monster but like his look went over the best in 2007 beyond yeah without a doubt like the fact that he doesn't have a tattoo around his belly button is like shocking to me <laughs> right that nick Lachey has one of those right that's where i'm oh, getting I have no idea. yeah yeah he has he has flames around his belly button Yes, that is right. He does. <laughs> I forgot about that till just now. Yeah. And he's like a whole dad. Like he's, uh-huh. you know, ran for Senate or something in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. He's Mayor, Senate, Lachey? something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. I was going to say, yeah, I yeah, know he's got a weed platform, company right. does well. Mm-hmm. Right. Married to Vanessa Manila. Go figure. Uh, Where was I? So 12-pack's like, oh, I don't know where this kid is even pulling this from. Romance is like, don't you ever call me a kid. And New York is like, you know, obviously one of them is lying to me. And it's really weird that one of them is literally looking to my face and lying to me. I don't know. Who do you guys believe? I believe that 12-pack said that probably thinking that he was like being cool and didn't realize that in a situation like this, like anything that you say like that, the other cast members will use it to like further themselves on the show. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, no, I'm kind of a, or maybe the... he just ended things with the girl. That's what I was like, thinking. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go try this thing, and then yeah, if it doesn't work out, like I'll come back. We'll get back together, and she's probably like, all right. That's what I feel like. Like yeah. it's basically you know a girl that he's like on again, off again. You know, yeah. like he's got a girl at home in the sense that it's like they could rekindle things. Yes. Yeah, but, but she's not worth giving up this opportunity for. Right, exactly. Like that they probably weren't together at the time and he probably asked her blessing because they've been on again, off again for so long. And she was like, yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, that makes that tracks. And basically, yeah. like, and I do also believe, though, that romance is like especially threatened by him. Oh, of course. Yeah, for sure. He's like, I got to get this guy out. Especially considering he's like bringing up, oh, yeah, he's bigger than me and better looking. Like, relax. Mm -hmm. So basically, they kind of leave it at that. And New York goes back inside. And we then fast forward a little bit to them standing closer to outside the house. And Romance like goes to shake 12-pack's hand. And 12-pack is just sitting there with his glass of red wine like, bitch, fuck you. Like, like that's the face he's giving off in that moment. And turns to him and goes to spit red wine in his hand. <laughs> but I love this. And Romance goes, nice try. Yeah. Missed me. Missed like, me. 
right like oh you fucking you fucking got him then then 12 pack starts calling him paris hilton which i guess is just a reference to the dog thing yeah i was that is it because he's skinny i didn't get it but it's the the dog yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess it, it's like I guess it's probably like a combination of a things, and then he's kind of like girly Chihuahua dog. Yeah, well, he had a Yorkie. Yes, I thought it was hysterical though when he like he was basically saying it, he was saying Miss Vanjie basically. Yes, like not saying it like he was backing away and going Miss like lips snarled saying Missed me, Missed me. It was so yeah. weird. <laughs> that is it's his so- Miss Vanjie. You're right. <laughs> so weird. Oh my god. So now we're on to pre-elimination discussions. The like basically New York is like I have to talk to a few people, clear the air just to see basically giving these people like a last chance to redeem themselves. We only get two of them. So trends at first is uh she's like wants to again clarify about the demo and she says in her talking head like yeah, I don't fucking believe a word he's saying. So I think that they're just doing this to I don't know, fill time. Like, I'm not really clear on what the point of this is. So she's like, you brought 30 copies. And he's like, oh, it's because I thought I was going to make friends. Yeah, so I thought, I, I thought I'd have 30 friends. Yeah, like, I thought that, I, like, I would have 30 friends here to give albums to. Like, we're all going to be best friends. He didn't say it that, like, oblivious where it's like, I actually no, thought No, obviously, I'd... no, he he's, didn't say it he's oblivious. He's saying it trying to no, be, like, he was yeah. trying he to... so stupid No, he's it. trying to be oblivious. Like, he's yeah. trying to pretend to be naive yeah, about it. So... Like, me came here for fame, huh? What? I can't believe you would think that. I bring 30 copies of CDs everywhere I go, just in case <laughs> I make some friends. It's Floyd Mayweather with a million dollars in a And, like, bag. what's so funny, too, and is in his talking head, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got her snow. Like, you know, like, he... like. Just because she's got a poker face on, that means obviously that she's buying into it. And like she goes, you know, just because you brought it, like, listen, AC, if you would have come with a demo, then I wouldn't have like really necessarily thought anything of it. And you if you gave it to me, but like because you came with 30, you look like an opportunity, opportunist, opportunist. (laughs) Yeah, you literally came with merch. Like, yeah, like a full and then have the audacity to go to the producers like in your talking heads and be like, oh, I'm here to fuck a girl and get my music out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, did you think this wasn't going to come back to direct. you? It's all on camera. Up next. I is, got this on camera. I, I got this on camera. For anybody who knows uh, Mr. Bubs, the dog. I don't know. My favorite oh, Instagram Mr. dog. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed. God, I got you. I got this on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, she has a conversation with Token. She wants him to show her who he is because he's been so withdrawn. He says that like she'll be in the room. She'll walk in the room and he'll smile at her, but then he'll kind of back off and felt like his un- his underwhelming performance at the mansion was disrespectful. She says in the talking head. She straight up calls it disrespectful. This poor boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel that bad for him. Yeah, just like he's, he's kind of whatever. It's like, what is he doing here? Right. It's, exactly. You got lost yes. on the way to something else. Yeah. Probably the pickup artist show. Actually, I feel like that's a couple years later. But still, she asks like straight up, like, are you really even like attracted to me? And he goes, I'm attracted to everyone, which is like pan icon. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, I think everyone's beautiful. Uh." Right. I'm attracted to everybody. I don't know what that means. Like, which is such a weird thing to say. Like, not in the sense of being attracted to everyone, but just like in response to somebody being like, no, but are you attracted to me? Right. It's just like a weird, like disingenuous, like, like it means so much to say that. You know what I mean? Like, I like everybody. Right. But that's like, that's not, this isn't America's next top best friend. Like, what are you saying? Like, you're here to only date me, though, not to date everyone. This was one of my favorite awkward moments of the episode, though. This was... So, I want to talk about it a little, because he's like, you know, she's like, oh, you know, so if you're so... Like, oh, if you actually are attracted to me, like, let's do a little test. You know, give me a kiss. And he kisses her on the cheek. And she... Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah? Well, I I already was going to... I was gonna talk to you about that, so here I go. <laughs> no, like he's like, oh yeah, no, I totally am, and what? Let me prove it to you with this kiss on the cheek, like we're dating in the 1950s. Like, boy, what? Like, here I go. All right, I'm about to get up and come over and kiss you right now. It's like so awkward. Oh, I know. Like he like makes a whole big spectacle of it, only for it to be like, even for a kiss on the cheek, like literally could not be lacking any passion well he says his thing of like what because she kissed other guys throughout the night like we haven't seen her kiss anybody on the mouth yeah i mean not to say that it didn't happen obviously there's a lot more going on than what we see but like for all intents and purposes you are like not doing like you know what i mean like we don't see her doing anything it's not like it wasn't flave where we only see him open mouth kissing every girl (laughs) he comes into contact with I don't know. It just was like a very dramatic response. It was a very like it was a very like middle school I'm insecure response. Like that's like what I would have said at like a party when we're playing spin the bottle. Well, she's kissed every guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it's like <laughs> right. It's just like just say you're not into her and call it a day. Like this is yeah, more than like, you bargained for. It's not gonna work out. This is when we get the iconic laughing gifs that we see oh, that we see all over Twitter the all the time. Like, yeah. she's just, like, leading back and, like, cr- <laughs> laughing her ass off. Just oh full-on witch cackling. And they're switching off between her doing it in person and her doing it in her talking heads. And it's just, <laughs> it's so spectacular. It was, like, I rewound that moment so, like, I just kept clicking, like, the 30 seconds back over and over and over watching her with just cackle. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and she, and basically he just kind of gets up and leaves because there's nothing left to say after that. Yeah. He, like, went and packed. So then we get into Sister Patterson and New York deliberating. We get some quick discussions about a couple people. Weed is first. New York likes him a lot and thinks he's really genuine. I don't see what anybody sees in Teaweed. I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm very that, confused by that, too. It doesn't make sense. Then we get a flashback to his inner thighs with the slasher music and Sister Patterson <laughs> gagging. And you can tell that she is just straight up traumatized, Sister Patterson. Like, she was in love with him before and just, like, literally shakes her head and goes, no, no way. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all she has to say. Like, she's, like, so traumatized by the experience. I'm not trying to blow up his spot. Up next, she talks about 12-pack a little bit. Uh, New York voices her concerns about the fact that he may have a girl back home. And Sister Patterson is like, well, you make the call. And it's like, if I was New York, I would have like st- tried to stop time and been like, I'm so glad we got this on camera because you've never said that to me before and you will never say that to me again. <laughs> yeah. We take a break. I need a cigarette. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, it's baffling. 
So then up next, she talks about romance and Sister Patterson says he's a psycho, which, you know, ableist language and all that jazz. And New York just laughs, you know, just laughs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then New York says her mom is making some good points about the guys. And they do that thing where it's like not really clear kind of who they're talking well, no, about. The well, first, well, right. First, yes. she says, Pootie's butt is too big. He has the behind of a woman. If you were both dressed in jeans and walking away from me, I wouldn't be able to tell who was who. <laughs> like, That's pretty funny. That's not. It, it's big. Well, first of all, New York's butt is like big, but for a small frame. Yeah. Like, she doesn't really have a big butt. She's got like a little, she's got a butt. A little tush. Right. So a little something going on. But like, you know, Pootie's like got an ass but that's besides the point (laughs) and it doesn't matter anyway because he's wearing size 50 waist massive rolled cuffed at the bottom jinko jeans anyway (laughs) right exactly what a horrible time for jeans oh Uh, god men and women everybody's jeans were awful Mm -hmm. so then we see her kind of we think they're talking about i think they were talking about heat because they're like oh he's too short because I think, like, because the camera was kind of lingering on Rico, but I'm pretty sure Rico is at least Rico's her height, tall. maybe a little bit taller yeah, than her. Tall. Yeah. And then the next one to wrap up the whole problematic discussion about trends, they linger on him, but it's it's not clear that's who they're talking about. So at the very least, it's very shady, problematic editing where Sister Patterson, when they're hovered on the picture of trends, goes, "Imagine what your children would look like." Yeah. Oh, God, Jesus. Yikes. So then Sister Patterson tells her to choose wisely and that she taught her well and they are headed out into the actual elimination. Mm -hmm. So New York and Sister Patterson come down. Roman says he's feeling good. 12-pack is saying his, like, confidence is a little bit shot down. And the guys listen to Sister Patterson are yes. dressed a little bit better. Dressed in mm-hmm. at least dress shirts. Some of them, including 12-pack, are even in suits because last time he was in, like, a velour yes. sweatsuit. So I'm glad that he stepped his game up a little bit. And Sister, uh, Sister Patterson, New York, is in this belted blue dress that I was like, I absolutely would have worn this out mm-hmm. to the nightclubs. This was like the time of it needs a belt. Throw a belt on it. Just put a throw belt a belt and just ruch it, ruch yep. it, ruch it, ruch it. Like get your curve shown off with this ruching. <laughs> as long as you have like a really super wide patent leather shiny stretch belt that you can just put on anything, you were ready for like a night out. Like for real. Like this was a going out look. I think we finally have to dig out our outfits like our pictures from this time mike do you have any pictures on facebook from this time like around this era? oh seven oh seven it'd be college oh seven no eight yeah i got some okay we're we may have to bust them out for the gram mine aren't that i'd be (laughs) i would be in just like a polo or like a shirt that said my college yeah i guess you adopted a hoodie yeah right i was gonna say the hoodie and then adopted this full-on pajama pants later on always god that was closer yeah that was more like senior year I was way, way gayer than the early 2000s. Like, I was so much more, like, like chill now. Like, I'm very, like, casual. But back then, it was nine collars. Yes. I used to distress my own jeans. Like, I was, like, Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I was like a full on like Marco from Degrassi, like. Ah! like <laughs> not Marco. <laughs> oh, was, Mike did like, Mike did watch get, Degrassi. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's like I was very gay. Like people used to pay me my side hustle was I would make money from distressing people's jeans for them because I <gasps> put so much work into it. Oh, my <laughs> God. So now, I don't know. Are you on TikTok? <gasps> no, I use, like, I like looking at it, but I don't use it. Yeah, no, I mean, but, I mean, if you're going to, you should make one. It's like, because, you know, they have that one trend where they have the sound clip. It's like, maybe if you had a business that you were passionate about, you would understand, <laughs> and you would be, like, me in, me in like, 11th grade distressing <gasps> people's jeans. <laughs> With a cheese grater, like cuts all over my hands, on my knees. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, look at you. That's amazing. (laughs) So hopefully, I like. Hopefully, it comes back so you can like revamp this business. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, yeah, the the resurgence of like distressed old jeans has kind of been like triggering me a little bit to get back (laughs) into my hobby. I I love this. Oh my god, look at that! Like a whole side business you could have going. So now it's finally time for elimination. Uh, so the guys have been showing her a lot, but she knows. Well, this guy in particular, she knows, has been showing her a lot, but he know she knows that he's been real with her. White boy gets the first chain second week in a row. Yes, I'm not very surprised. impressed. Yeah. I know. I'm. I'm not surprised, but I'm impressed. I used to be sexually attracted to him. Isn't that? Gross? Oh, I was too. No judgment. Well, then again, okay. like, I was, I'm so ashamed to say that, like, w- wannabe ghetto white boys were sort of my thing. Yeah. Are you kidding? No. And now it's the complete opposite. Now just white boys who are f- <laughs> fully leaning into their white but attempt intersectional feminism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, my biggest discovery in doing my podcast was, like, when I was talking about Brittany and Kevin. And I had to, I was like inundated with like all these pictures of Kevin Federline just like all week. And I was like, he was fucking hot. And, see, like, I, I never saw it for him. Like, I was like, okay, I could see him as like a good looking person. Like, I got it, right. you know? But I didn't feel anything for him. Well, because he was, it was, he was so hateable and so skeezy and like such an evil monster at that yeah. time. Yeah. But like now I'm telling, I'm going to send you a couple pictures. No, he had that square jaw and, like, that 2000s, like, thin beard. Yes, a good little trash dash moment, which I I feel like outside of being a bum, people found him, like, a good-looking person. Like, what's he up to now? Did you, like, I mean, I didn't listen to the episode. What's he up to now? Um, he is a DJ. Of course. A a fucking (laughs) course. Nothing changed. Nothing new. Nothing new. He has six kids. I, yep. Um, Wow. He is battling his weight. Publicly. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, he gained like over a hundred pounds Oof. and like doesn't look like the same person. But yeah, he's like an unemployed DJ. He just lives off of his um. Him and John Goslin. They literally have the same life. It's crazy. Yeah. No. Honestly. Yeah. That that would be like to do a Venn diagram of John Goslin and Kevin Federline. I feel like would be just. The center yeah. circles. It would be like right, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just like <laughs> left your perfectly good partner in like a public scandal. Uh, yep. now an overweight, like, Z-list DJ. Former, Friends like, with Christian Audigey at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who hated both of them? He like literally John Goslin and 
uh, Kevin Federline and two people that he like despised because he thought they ruined his brand. I mean, they did, but nobody forced you to be friends with them. So I, I know. Mean... And also it's like, if it wasn't them, it would have been the millions of other men douchebags wearing those clothes. That were right. You know exactly. I mean? mm-hmm. Right. You were like synonymous with douchebags, like own yeah. it. So after white boy, it was real teaweed Rico Mr. Boston, who she reminds him is, like, super funny, which is, again, like, why didn't you pick him then for top five? Yes. Yeah. Like, that was super weird. I feel like she wanted to, and the producers were like, no, not this week. Yeah. Yeah, you know I guess, because, like, yeah. yeah, because yeah. he wasn't going to get a chance for, like, a one-on-one date or any of that, so it just would have been kind of pointless to put him in the background of a date. Yeah. Uh, Then Tango, with his signature off-kilter hat. Remember how he wore his hat like that all the time? Yeah. In, like, every yeah. appearance. And, like, he had a million hats in all different colors. This is like wearing a hat like that was such a fashion statement, too. Like I loved, like a... I loved that shit. Like, Me, too. I, oh, shameful. <laughs> I know. The things we found attractive, oh, it is disgusting. Um, <laughs> then Heat, Pooty, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, Bones, Chance, Onyx, who actually drops some low-key, like, positivity, like, unintentional words of wisdom, goes, none of us, I wrote it down because I was so inspired, none of us knows how long we're going to be here, but every day you stay is that much better. <laughs> like, we know you were talking about the show, but, like, literally you cured my depression. Like, <laughs> that's it. That was all I needed. Uh. Then she says, which I literally like screamed with excitement, one chain, four bodies. Now, if you never listen to any of our uh, Flav like recaps, he we were all I was always at least so annoyed that he referred to the women as bodies, said, you yep. know, two, like two clocks, one body or one. No, whoops. I Other did that way. backwards. One body. No. Someone's next about to be real heavy. <laughs> Okay, uh, two bodies, one clock. Yes. You know, that I was always like, I can't believe he dehumanizes them. Why are they just bodies? And now New York did it. And I'm like, they literally are just pieces of meat. Like, who even cares? <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, in the context of, like, this time, like, it was so, it was so necessary for them to give a girl, like, the next version of this show. yes you know what i mean they had yeah. to because oh just to even the playing field i mean right they needed to undo like and thankfully because charm school was right after this like it was like they mm-hmm. realized how fucked up all of this was that yep. they needed to like undo everything that they did except they then go okay we've done enough of this and lean into rock of love which is significantly worse <laughs> yep I'm, did you guys like I Love Money? Yeah, I, I did. I need to watch it. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's great. It's I like, was going to say, because I, I said, I think I've said before, like, I didn't really watch Real World Road Rules Challenge because I, I didn't really that, care about yeah. those people. But I loved all these people. So I was, like, excited to see them do stuff. Yeah, I started getting to the point back in the day where I only really watched the show to watch I Love Money. Because it's so, oh my god, I'm like, you'll love it. It's so good. It's amazing. I'm excited. Yeah, and I think it'll be, like, Money, more lighthearted, I still have, like, all the, other, yeah, all, like, the side shows. I didn't watch it. I am psyched for Charm School. Like, the 
uh, I Love Money is good because it's like the show on, on that show they can just celebrate like all of these people's individual individualist all of their like storylines that they've created you know like yes. the, like brand that they've made for themselves mm-hmm. so it's seriously just like an explosion of each person being so intensely like whatever character they create right. in the show right. and we and know that they're all conniving right they're all conniving anyway and trying to win the fame and money that they thought mm-hmm. that they would achieve from this venture but obviously haven't you know not everybody can be new york but yeah exactly so i mean it's it is absolutely spectacular i'm I'm excited to go back for it especially it'll be like a nice little palate cleanser i think from flavor of love and rock of love in particular just because yeah it's very light and easy yeah so one chain four bodies 12 pack in his talking head is like this so this is like one of those things where it's like all right so if you're trying to convince people you're not gay you're not really doing yourself any favors by saying uh he is looking forward to romance hopefully leaving tonight but i wouldn't mind looking at his skinny little ass a little bit longer so i can (laughs) pound him down when no one's looking I literally yelled out phrasing. <laughs> oh my god! In my mind, I was like, "Did they do that to him on purpose? Did they leave that in there on purpose? Because it made him just look just like, yeah." No, they absolutely did. But like he said it, like you know what I mean? Like yes, one hundred percent. I was like, "Fuck!" Like you literally just—you're not helping your cause if you're trying to no. pound him down into the pound him down when no one's looking. <laughs> his little ass right pound his little ass down when nobody's looking like what <laughs> so new york is uh saying that she's gonna go with what she believes and romance is like romance is love and that's gonna get you farther than a 12 pack i guess it's like okay sure you are out of your mind she says, finally, you know, like, I'm going to go with what I believe. And what I believe in is you, 12-pack. And she tells him, you know, that there's something in that she needs to see more of inside him. And she says that she he this was so weird. She was like, he seems like he's speaking the truth. And that made me do a full 360. She now, meant 180, No, obviously. but even if she meant, assuming she meant 180, that still wouldn't make sense. A full 180, I guess, from not from not believing him to believing him, I guess she means. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Do? I don't know. He like, lied. What did he do to all of a sudden be like, I think because I mean, probably she's seeing... She's like, you're just better looking than the other guys. You're better yeah. looking and you're also, like, not as... I mean, not that I ever really found him attractive, but him just kind of laughing in the face of that dude trying to fight him was kind of hot yeah. in its own way. That's true. Yeah, like, he handled it, like, much more, like... Reasonably, you yeah. know, maturely and stuff. So, like, I could see that being, like, all right, even if I don't believe you, you know, you didn't make an ass of yourself. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sister Patterson is not really thrilled about it. Uh, and New York straight up says in her talking head, she it seems like romance is threatened by how much hotter 12-pack is. Mm-hmm. She then goes, you know, everybody who doesn't have love for New York, you know, thank you for coming out. And fucking Trends does a full 180. And 
goes, New York just eliminated me. I guess it wasn't a good thing for me to bring the CDs. You know, she took it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like the I way you intended is the wrong way. It's like, okay. So. Yeah. Uh, she said, and then he says, she messed up because I really wanted to get to know her and I liked her and all that. Yeah, you're sounding really convincing. After you <laughs> literally just told the camera, I'm here to fuck a pretty out. girl. <laughs> so this moment when they go home <clears throat> on the actual Bachelor is like the moment. This is like, right. this is the moment where you see if they make a uh, a good argument for like getting to, to be the next Bachelor. And they know. So they really, it's like, they give you everything that they have. It's like, you know, I've done, I've, I can't believe this is happening to me. I've, my heart is so open. I'm ready for love. All I want is to find the one. And they're hysterical. And like, my, you know, all I want is a situation where I could find somebody. Like, they plead. And then you just kind of wait to see what Oh, yikes. <laughs> that, right. You're making it sound very, like, Hunger Games-ish. Like, very yes. dystopian game show. <laughs> Like, please let me be selected, great overlords. <laughs> you know. All I want is to be in a relationship, and my heart's so open right now for the next six months. Right, my heart is very open, and you can reach me at this number, and I'm totally, yeah. you know, my heart is so open to try to date 20 different people at a time and um, slowly eliminate them week by week. This breaks out into <laughs> Celine Dion. Right. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Thank you for answering so many of our questions about The Bachelor. Um, Up next is Token. He says, you know, I was eliminated for a reason. Obviously, she obviously didn't think I felt her, which is her opinion. You know, the only one that matters. No shit. And then he says something like, oh, she needs to look past all a lot of the bullshit that comes out of people's mouths. And it's like, that's doesn't mean what you think it means like look past the bullshit is that's not what okay yeah so all of a sudden she starts getting pissed that they're not moving fast enough and she's like get the fuck up out of my house and she's so she speculates this is so weird out of nowhere she she speculates that uh token didn't kiss her because he was intimidated by the size of her lips Mm -hmm. and like so as they're all kind of filing out she's like your ass was here for a demo your ass wasn't feeling me and she looks at romance and goes and you you need prozac baby and you know i'm telling the truth that is like everybody on this show is a fucking psychiatrist apparently last week we're diagnosing people with adhd and saying they need ritalin this week they need prozac and she does this also a very iconic gif she does this like body roll booty pop and just yells, yeah. bye. Like, that is such a fucking, like, that's New York in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. That moment was, like, peak New York. Oh, my yes. God. It's so good. 100%. Oh, I love her. So then, obviously, we can't leave this moment without talking about romance having another emotional breakdown. I haven't been rejected a lot in life, but the way she just kicked me out of there, this is the most rejected I've ever been. I did. He should have got his own show. I don't think so. You don't need to give somebody like that their own show, you know? Just because they're so unstable. I love romance. Boom. But see, that was the other great thing about I Love Money is like some of these people don't deserve their own show. But they do deserve a second chance at reality TV. Yes. Yeah, okay. Exactly. You know what? That's, yeah, that's a great way to do it. I mean, that's how I felt. I mean, because I know. 
you know, Pumpkin is one of those people. Well, Pumpkin's had her fair share of chances. 12-pack is definitely one of those people. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Safari. But Safari is also on Charm School. Yeah, like, people like Safari where they're just like, you're too good for to be kicked off the first episode. Like, it's just not going to work for us. We need you back. And, like, the shocking thing is that a lot of the people that you don't expect to become big giant breakout stars of like the spinoff shows they like with their second chance when they're not like in a situation where they're trying to like you know well in a competition that feels a little bit more natural yeah like they're just fighting for money and hooking up and right like playing playing like this is basically an elaborate field day as opposed to like trying to date someone while like 19 other people are doing it you know is like a little Mm -hmm. bit that is weirder yeah, and it feels very, like, strange world to see people from all the different franchises, like, to see Rock of Love girls fighting with, like, I like you know, like, uh, Flavor of Love girls. Like, to see yeah. them, like, in a situation together is just so mind-blowing. Right, it's, I like, I feel like it probably had, I mean, I don't really remember, but I feel like it had that same effect that, like, that Flintstones meet the, meets the Jetsons type thing. Yes! God. Where you're like, whoa, I can't even wrap my head around all these people. Right, most the ambitious crossover moment. <laughs> like, Frenchie is having sex with 12-pack, what? Oh, what my God, what? that's right. Like, what's happening? Oh, my God, yeah, because then there's relationships that break off from I Love Money. That's like. right. I complete. oh, you've made me so much more excited to get to it. <laughs> and I'm so disgusted that we have to wade through I Love, uh, of Rock of Love first. So anyway, uh, he is saying that I did nothing but leave my family to come here and love her and for her to squash me like that. Unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Unprofessional. Who says that at the end of getting broken up with unprofessional? Because it's all a business. Was not expecting that term. And also like his face when he said it was just so like, like he is that guy that is just full on stunting to get attention all oh yeah yes. no i'm in a relationship he, well not even in a relationship like in life he's like a he's an indie wrestler now so like my he theory is, is that yeah mm-hmm. my theory is that this is just a character yeah for sure just to get a little yeah. bit of eyes on him i mean he's yep. doing a good job at it like oh, yeah Absolutely. you know i mean as bad of a character as it is like it's a it's an entertaining one certainly mm-hmm. he's like executing his job excellently so props to him for that but i don't know we'll see what he's like now any of them for being like you know i actually like am more judgmental of the people like token who came into this situation like not prepared with some sort of character or like or like an angle right like who like right that happened a lot on uh like flavor of love where the women would get there and suddenly be like i don't know about all this yeah yeah, like, I can't just be pretty and, like, smile. Like, I have to, like, do stuff here. This is crazy. And not even that, just be like, oh, this is, like, a lot more work than I feel like doing. Like, it's like, you should have known what you were getting into at least a little bit. Obviously, it's got to be a really weird kind of experience, but it, you can't be that caught off guard by it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you knew well, you you didn't end up here by accident. So they all cheers with the champagne glasses, and that is the episode. The bonus scene is fucking ridiculous. So they're all gathered around all the guy. A bunch of the guys are gathered around Mr. Boston, giving him a, a ghetto makeover, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I said, yeah kind of like they're more putting street. a chain on him, and they're putting a bandana on. 
Mr. Boston's got this practice safe sex shirt on for some reason. That's funny. And Pootie, honestly, as much as Pootie creeps me the fuck out, this scene had me dying. He's like... Belly laughing. Yeah, because he does. He leans into his, like, comedian white person voice. Like, the black comedian. Out of his parents. Yeah, where he's like, what the fuck? did you do to my son i can't believe these motherfuckers like <laughs> right, Moira. i don't know but i know i accidentally turn into moiros when i'm doing a sister patterson impression or apparently when i'm doing a pootie doing a white person impression yes. so then bones of all people is getting in on it and going like oh we're gonna put cuts in his eyebrows slash the eyebrows slash the eyebrows yeah Yeah, it it reminded me it was like very like lord of the flies in this moment no 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 right even even tango is you hear tango off camera going like oh that's a little far i don't know boston is just like like nervous giggling and like looking into the directly into the camera right (laughs) Yes, and then so then Pootie rips his shirt, and then that's that on that. It was just so weird. It sounds funnier than what we're we're making. It sounds a lot more like a because it's like a thirty second clip. It's just real quick, but it's funny. Yeah, just at the the very least, watch it for Pootie's white people impression. (laughs) Yeah. So Troy, did you agree with uh, who got sent home? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. I yeah. think this was accurate. The this is like there's nobody else who could have gone home. Yeah. Actually, I would have wanted them to keep romance for another for week TV, or two. Yeah. Who would just for seen? entertainment purposes, but yeah. it made sense. Yeah, I would have loved to see him stay a while just to, like, troll. At the very least, like, one or two more episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't get enough time of him, but... Yeah, that's... And I don't remember if he ever goes off to... I don't think that he's one of the people who, like does any of the spinoffs i don't think i am gonna check right now like if he was on like i love money or right and i feel like the was the murderer guy on i love money right after he was on megan he won it the show he won it he won his season he won i love money no and I, he won really yeah oh so it's like they couldn't even like yikes they couldn't even edit him out of the show yeah it's like straight up it says like cancel season three cancel <laughs> Just grayed out on Wikipedia. Oh, wow. So crazy. So, let's see. Oh, God. Not in season one. So hungry. Not in season two. He must not have wanted to do it, because he made a pretty big impact. Like, he was, like, kind of iconic. I mean, right, that, like, slap me bro, or slap me dog, like, that shit was... You have good TV. I love this, that by the time we get to season four of I Love Money, it's, like, none of the original people. It's all from the spinoffs of the spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just real chance yeah. of love, rock of love, bus. Actually, two people from I Love New York season two. But other than that, and I don't even remember those people, so... I want to come back when you guys do Rock of Love. Please. Oh, of course. 100%. Please. Oh, my God. Oh, your girl, Britannia, mm-hmm. was on uh, Rock of Love. Was on I Love Money. Mm. Oh, we know she was on Rock of Love. Was she on Charm School, too? <laughs> I... Talk about Instagram famous. She's got, like, 17 million followers. I mean, because her body is, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, a cam girl now, but... Good for her. Yeah, no, get your money. Get yours. Yeah. 
And I, and I always remember thinking she was like the prettiest. Like she was so different looking than the rest of those ladies. I don't know what she looks like what's her Those name? bitches. Britannia. B R I T T A N Y A. Yeah. Britannia Shores. Uh, uh maybe? Her, if you're on Instagram, it's just Britannia. It might have a number at the end, like Britannia. One eight seven. Yeah, one eight seven. Oh yeah. Okay, I totally remember. Like she had the dermal, like she had the cheek piercings yeah. and. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't see anything about her on Wikipedia, so I guess she didn't. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much, Troy. This was so much fun. Did you enjoy like watching it back and all that fun sh- stuff? Yes, I will admit that I like I love them both. I love Flavor of Love and I love I Love New York, but I definitely had more of a uh, just like I was like belly laughing. Like I was rewinding a lot watching this episode. Just on my own, not even for notes. I just yeah. to see things just, like eight times. Yeah. So I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Truly an entertaining episode. Like I said, I feel like I belly laughed more during watching this episode than I did through, I think, maybe even both seasons of I Love New York, honestly. I mean, I Love New York. Uh, Flavor of Love, honestly. It's it's just so over the top. Yeah. New York is everything. And I, like, I love that New York now is, like, a relic. And she is, a, like, the perfect person to... That she, you know, she's like resurfaced in this weird way. Yeah, brunch with and Tiffany like, season two is back. It's so cool to see her like being celebrated for being like a pioneer in reality TV now. Yes, it's what she deserves. She's yeah. earned it for sure. All right, tell everybody about Smushroom. Um, well, I have a podcast called The Smushroom. Um, you can find it on all of the things at Smushroom Pod, and uh, you can find me at Troy McEady. M C E A D Y, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, and you guys are my. I mean, I, I think that your episode. I don't know when this is gonna air, but you guys are, um, my episode with you is airing in like a couple days. Nice. Yes, if you love Glee or love us and would want to hear us talk about Glee, check us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much for coming on. It was it's a joy as always. We love we love when our guests are just as excited about pop culture moments as we are. Yes. So. Makes oh it. yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, this course. is like one of my favorite podcasts to do. Oh, oh thank well, you. like right now, we absolutely love having <laughs> yes, you. It, exactly, it makes yes. our job so much more fun. So you can follow the podcast at Rewind the Love Podcast on Facebook or at Rewind Love Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie says. I'm at Mr. Feeney five one nine. Troy, I got one question for you. Do you have love for New yeah. York? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but thank you everyone for joining us for episode two of I Love New York. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell Five friends stars. who don't suck. Yes. Tell friends who don't suck. Five stars. Uh, we'll catch you next time here on Rewind the Love. Bye. Bye. Bye.